to make it through. Yep. Without uh, the uh, the title sequence is getting harder and harder to pull off <laughs> now that I've lost the file and Dan just does it on his out of messenger. But anyway, uh, that's not a hint for TJ to make us a new one or anything. No, but uh, <clears throat> congratulations are in order for TJ. What? You're not on Facebook, so you don't get these. Uh, TJ is now engaged. No way! Yes, him and CJ have uh, become engaged, so congrats to the I'm both sorry. Of you. See, her name is CJ. CJ and TJ. I know. That's delicious. He said TCJ. <laughs> it's so easy to combine them. <laughs> TJ, CJ. Boom. Yeah. That's terrific. It, it that's going to That's going to uh, save a ton on printing out invitations. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just in lettering alone. We'll pay by the letter. Yeah. We only need four, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, no, that's terrific. Congratulations, TJ. Um... How do you segue away from that? I don't know. I, I didn't watch anything wedding-oriented this week. Or... So speaking of the West Wing, CJ Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is her name Claudia Jean? Because if it is, I'll die. I actually don't know. TJ, TJ confirmed. You can lie to us. Tell us it is. That's right, because, yeah, you, you watched West Wing uh, season two finale at school on the last yeah, I did, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I haven't watched one since. Because oh, uh, it's weird, because it was... Um, I should admit this on open air. It began, it began to be because there's an hour before uh, school starts that um, before that I get there before the kids are there, which is normally my planning time. But it was fun Christmas last day before vacation, so I had nothing to plan because yeah. we were gonna fucking watch terrible movies all day. <laughs> so, but what was there in place was where there was the staff Christmas breakfast or yeah, whatever the jamboree yeah uh i closed my door passed on that and watched the season finale of uh episode two the season finale of season two yeah. of west wing which is uh, aptly titled two cathedrals yes uh i, love that I episode, had so. forgotten that mrs landingham got hit by a fucking car yeah i think like after it happened, it was it's the sort of thing that you didn't remember happening. Because, like, I've never re-watched West Wing. I watched it 20 fucking years ago. Um, it's the sort of thing that as things happen, you never would have recalled it again. But as they happen in the show, you're like, oh, yeah. I then, after it happened, I was like, now I remember that she died. But I never would have yeah. remembered that that's Which, how. which episode? Oh, yeah, certainly not that. Yeah. Um, by far one of the best episodes. You know what's show. really amazing about that episode is the woman who plays young Mrs. Landingham mm-hmm. in that episode, it's an uncanny... Yeah. Uh, it's almost like de-aging, except they couldn't. Right, <laughs> they exactly. Just found, it's amazing. Their, their like casting she, director just found someone who looked very much like her. And could mimic, because she has a distinctive way of talking and mimicked it perfectly. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, that should have been a guest Emmy Award winner, I 
Yeah, that was she was terrific. I have no idea who the actress is. Yeah, me neither. Uh, probably never seen her in everything, anything again. But like, it was really good. Uh, but yeah, that's what I did. Um, so we did segue from uh, TJCJ to West yeah, Wing. We what I did before vacation. You could just edit out that tiny part where we're like, "How the fuck do we do that?" We we knew right. we just need to think aloud yeah. for a minute and get yeah. through it. That's right. Yeah. Because of all the, because I was just thinking today, like Dan's going to arrive with a list, which yeah. you have. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go on to Letterboxd, sort my 2020 that's, movies that's by rating, much what I did. and then just uh, go. Yeah, I think I like that one the yeah, best. Yeah, uh, Letterboxd gets app of the year again. We'll just throw that right out there. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was Super actually handy. trying to think in the shower today if there was anything else we could possibly use. No. And uh, it's not really the app that's that great because there's a lot of things wrong with it. But I have really enjoyed uh, the underdog. Uh, it's it's best ball fantasy football. Uh, you can do it weekly if you want, but I just did. You just do a ton of drafts at the beginning of the year, and for as little some of them are like they're three bucks a piece. You win twenty. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I entered like fifteen drafts or something. <laughs> so that was kind of fun to track during the year. It's not as letterboxed is if if we're saying just straight app. The letterboxed yeah. app is. Far superior, but I did have a blast with the underdog thing, and the uh, the funny thing was, I did mostly because I was using it as a as a way to do uh, uh, mock drafts mm-hmm. that kind of had some, yeah, you know, because a lot of times you do you can do mock drafts online to, on different fantasy sites, and then that's just it; it's gone. Mm-hmm. This one you could see how did I do on that mock draft, and like, so I just entered. For a couple days, I was just doing it. I was doing the three dollar one, three dollar one, three dollar one. But the last two I did, I went up to ten bucks. Nice. And then twenty five bucks. But the twenty five dollar one was for this big overall million dollar tournament, which it's yeah. basically but you're buying a lottery ticket. So, the two leagues that I won outright, I came in second in a couple of them. The two leagues I came in first ones, first place were the the two that I were the ten dollar one and the twenty five dollar one. So I more than paid for all my mock drafts, mm-hmm. and then I, I bought myself. This is actually partially a present for you. Uh, with my winnings, I bought myself a new chair, which mm-hmm. means blue chair gets rotated to you. Nice. Which means I, I don't have to sit in wooden bar chair. Bar stool <laughs> chair gets rotated out. And Robin even said, because uh, I said, I think I'm going to buy myself a nicer, or at least a new chair with my winnings mm-hmm. and she goes she just she was right here right where you are when I said it and she goes you know if you did that I'd probably be more likely to hang out down here if I didn't have to either stand here or sit in this wooden thing yeah, makes okay. sense yeah, yeah there you go Dan doesn't complain no but, but anyway but that's a good segue though into um, the potato league championship this my year. god we're fucking nailing the segues first show of the year Fuck seven yeah. minutes in it is the first show yeah. of the year uh, yeah. congratulations are in order to you. You you beat me. Honest to God, I've already forgotten what you were talking about yes. when you said congratulations. <laughs> I'm like, I've been married forever, dude. <laughs> no, but better than getting married. You mm. won. <laughs> the Potato League Tournament. I, although I don't think we've officially on air congratulated you for also being... Oh. No, didn't, I thought we did. We did? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that I don't we did. Know, but yay me. Good job. I rule. It is weird that you got you uh, two long-time... Uh, yeah. Bachelors. 
bachelors are going to yeah. finally... Well, it's that whole, you know, thinking the world's going to end, man. Tying the knot. <laughs> Good for you guys. Yeah. It's people bitch about being married, but they bitch because they chose wrong. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you don't choose wrong... Yeah. Try, try dating for like five years straight in this modern world. And yeah. Then you'll be like, holy shit. Right, yeah. That's the worst ever. It's terrible. <clears throat> um, but yeah, back to the potato league. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you beat me by uh, ten points or so. It was a good game. I can, I can, we can bring it up and recap. I mean, I the one thing that needs to be recapped is my beating Rob by oh, one yes, fucking because point. that uh, that was the most insane fantasy game I've ever been a part of. Because for I mean, most of you probably don't know because you weren't paying attention to you know Rob and I's particular game. Rob and I both scored like into the one fifties going into his final game. He had one player left, a wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Um. And I was ahead by one point. So if this dude makes one catch for one yard, Rob goes and, you know, goes to the championship to play you. Not even a catch for a yard. One catch for zero yards would have done it because yeah. he was down. Because it was less than a point. It was uh, .94 points. Yeah, so one catch. The first ball thrown to that dude, he doesn't make the catch. Tyler and, Boyd. And gets a concussion yeah. and is out for the rest of the game. Yeah. And I sneak in. The funny thing about that, yes, because the score going into that game was 151.32 and yeah. 150.36. The funny thing about that is all night, because I am, mm-hmm. especially during the season, all my fantasy uh, uh, Twitter accounts that I follow are all, I have the notifications set to them. So, like, it's constant. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many screenshots i saw of like people sending their this type of screenshot yeah the tyler boyd screenshot of losing by one or winning by one yep. on because it was a monday night game and yep all this stuff and it wasn't until the next day that i was like holy fuck dan was one of them yep or actually i guess rob would be one of them because it yeah. was mostly people going i got fucked by yeah. one yeah. point uh and i mean it's not the same but who also got fucked this that week is tj who was the highest scorer of the week by point zero two points? Because, because <laughs> once again, TJ is like one of the high, the oh, high, yeah. by far the TJ highest was, scoring. Yeah, he was team. the highest scoring team I think for the year by quite a bit. And yeah, and just and didn't and just always like I had one of the best weeks I've had against him and his team. The prior week had yeah, one he of, had one of his lower scoring. He weeks. had a hundred points more than the next closest. Yeah. And uh, TJ, TJ outscored you by 367 points. Yeah, exactly. And he outscored me I just by managed, I managed to get... 170. I went on a good streak at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And... It's all that matters. Yeah. And again, our game went to the final game. Um, once it was... Once we were going into the Monday night game and I was only ahead by 20, I knew it was done. Even though, even though neither one of us checked our lineups really going in. Oh, I know. I had checked it at the beginning of the week, but I had I was yeah. I was going with the I can't remember who it was that I was going to. Yeah, I was mostly fine with my lineup when I checked it Saturday, like Saturday morning. I'm like I'm good, and then like later in the day, Jarvis Landry goes out on the COVID protocol. Yeah, and I didn't replace him, so I got zero points from my wide receiver, and I had replaced. <clears throat> Somebody else, I had moved Michael Gallup out of the lineup because he hasn't done shit for me all year. Right. And this, and of course, he goes off for 30. Well, they were playing the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, but um, going 
Going into the fourth, I think it's pretty much right when I text you. I think I jinxed it. Going into the fourth quarter of the Eagles game, Jalen Hurts had like 25 points. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, he is the real deal. And then the next three possessions were interception, fumble, interception. He's also and, and 21. I, so. And I, yeah. <laughs> but again, of all the fucking, he yeah. like dropped me six points down. I'm like, oh, if only one of those drives he had thrown a TD. Yep. And then, like we said, I knew the only hope I had, and this would have been a shitty way to win it, but I was still ahead by like three points after um, the Bills were up like by 20. Yeah. And I'm like, hold him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're up by 20. You've already clinched the division. Pull him so he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. I wouldn't have felt right winning that way. But uh, but the, he stayed in and threw two more touchdowns and the game was over. The only... And it was tough because Josh Allen was... I rooted for him all year because he was on my right. team with Goose. But he Mine... should be getting MVP talk and he's not, which is kind of... Uh, I think there's enough people saying he should be getting MVP talk and he's not that I think he actually is. Yeah. You probably, know what I mean? Yeah. The talk about him not getting the right. talk is enough. Right. Because I don't know how many tweets I've seen that are basically that. There's not enough talk about Josh Allen for MVP. Yeah. Well. Is he as good as Aaron Rodgers? No. No. But are the Bills as good as the Packers? But really, no. but I mean, no one, no one's as good as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, and that's and that's been true for a decade. Yeah. I mean, even maybe Mahomes. Mahomes is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to win the MVP. Yeah. But although I wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers won. But. Like even even when there were quarterbacks putting up better numbers and and in the last decade, Aaron Rodgers has always been yeah. the best one. Yeah, it's just he hasn't always been in the best situation. I think Rodgers will win it this year, mainly <clears throat> because we all expected the Chiefs to be maybe what not fifteen, are. maybe not eventually fifteen and one, right? But we knew they were going to be a thirteen and three team at the Minimum. worst, right? Um, Green Bay. Was a toss up on how good they were going to be this year. Really. Well, and the funny thing, and they made it to the NFC Championship last year, and but everyone just thought it was kind of well, they you know got they, lucky at the right they got hot yeah. at the right time, and you know they won they won every close game that they could, except they, the Eagles beat them last year. Yeah. But uh, and then but then this year it's been like last year was not only was last year not a fluke, but like they're better this year. Yeah. Um, that's what happens when you get rid of Mike McCarthy. And it's just weird this weird year anyway, because there are, I mean, the Dolphins are 10-5 and five and still not in. Right. I mean, odds, there's four, well, te- there are four teams that are 10-5. and five. Do you want to know how weird this year is? I have never in my life done this. This right now <laughs> is the up-to-date 2021 draft order, so yeah. I know who I have to root for today to get the Eagles into the top five. Yeah. I haven't had to do that. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's in... what you have to root for for the Eagles to get in the top five, and two weeks ago they could have still won the division. <laughs> one week ago, they could have yeah. still won. If they had beat the Cowboys, they'd still be alive right now because they play the yeah. they play Washington. They could have won the division tonight. Yeah, and well, I was rooting. Within two weeks, they're a top five possible draft choice yeah. or a division winner. Wild. <laughs> I was, and I there's a group of like people that I text with that are all uh, Eagles fans, and I was texting one of them this week. And I'm like, I've never rooted for. Dallas in an Eagles game, but I really yeah. hope they lose. Well, it's like and the they Jet, did. The Jets fans. Thank goodness. The Jets fans the past two weeks. Yeah. Team's been awful all year long. All of a sudden they win two and they're like, well, there goes our number one draft pick. Right. Fuck. <laughs> the good thing, well, the, the good thing. The good thing for the Jets, I don't think they can drop out of two. How many yeah. wins do they have? And I didn't write it down because I mean, yeah, they're not going to get the dude from Clemson, but. 
There's three of them though this yeah. year. So uh, that that guy from Ohio State kind of put a beating down. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's not like that guy who threw a 60 yard fucking pinpoint bomb. Yep. In a very important game, he's not exactly a you know a consolation pick. Well, that's why I'm. I want the Eagles in the top five because. They've been terrible at draft. Howie Roseman's a terrible mm-hmm. drafter. Uh, if they're in the top five, the first three are going to be quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have too many quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't need a so quarterback. So they, if they draft another one, I'm done with them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so after that is probably going to be the tackle from uh, Oregon, maybe, and then it should be the Eagles, which means. Of the positions that they need, they will have first choice. Yeah. So if they don't take either the receiver from Alabama, uh, uh, Smith, or Jamar Chase from LSU, who sat out this year because he knows he's going to go mm-hmm. in the top five, and he's like, why risk it? Um, so he just said, sitting out for COVID. Yep. <laughs> Good for him. Yep. Uh, if they don't take either one of those two receivers or uh, Patrick Sertan's kid, uh, they can't. They can't fuck that pickup. Wow. You can't. The, it's a no-brainer. I'd like to think that, but I didn't think the Cubs could fuck up a U Darvish trade, and they did. Well, um, I don't know how closely you followed that. San Diego is going to be insane this year because um, they traded for both Blake Snell and U Darvish. So took a team that was probably the second best team in the NL last year. Baseball trades are weird, though. Yeah. Well, the Cubs had Darvish for two more years under control. And he was expensive, like $25 million. Yeah. But it's fucking you, Darvish. The dude can win a Cy Young for you every year, possibly. Um, And I get it. They Can't were, put a price on that. They're shedding some payroll. So they got Zach Davies, who is... I'm very familiar with him because he was a brewer and always pitched well against the Cubs. Um, He's a good number three starter. And he's only $5 million a year. But then you got four 18-year-olds. What if one of those 18-year-olds turns out to be... But two of the 18-year-olds are shortstops. <laughs> but what if one of them <laughs> turns out to be yeah. Edgar Renteria? And <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be acceptable because the Cubs... Actually, Renteria was a good pro for a little while. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The Cubs, up until about 2016, were great drafters. Yeah. Nothing they've drafted recently has come to fruition. And, I mean, they they non-tendered fucking Schwarber. Baseball they drafts, They non-tendered though. Al Mora. So two of their top... They they were both top five picks one year. Baseball, and they non-tendered both of them. Baseball drafts feel, feel more like uh, the shotgun approach yeah. than... I mean, even though football rosters are bigger, they feel more pinpointed. Mm-hmm. Whereas baseball, you're like... Get this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy, and hopefully. Well, that's the thing too, because you have, I mean, three. You have class. You have triple A, double A, single A, rookie ball, fall league, uh, winter league. You know, there ends up being three hundred players in your organization or something. Well, the major league draft is something like thirty something fucking rounds. Right. You know, you get plenty of people. Yeah. But when you've got, I mean, because the other thing is they also traded Victor Caratini, who is Darvish's like personal catcher with the Cubs who can hit, like, 260 and probably hit 20 home runs a year, but he was stuck playing behind Contreras. So he only got starts pretty much when Darvis pitched. But you don't find many switch-hitting catchers who are pretty good defensively who can hit 
270 and hit 20 homers. And just just not be a liability. And not be, yeah, because <laughs> most catchers who are a personal catcher are liability. Hit 200. <laughs> you know? As beloved as David Ross is with the Cubs from his time with the Cubs as a catcher, he was not a good hitter. He was all, he played and, the Red Sox. Oh, Ross. he was Lester's personal catcher yeah. with them, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You weren't expecting a big output from him offensively on the days He's he just caught. He just came with a deal. Yeah. But uh, they traded that away and got a, a mid-level rotation guy and four guys who might never, ever see the light of day. Which, again, huge upside. All four of them could be amazing. Right. But when you get a, rid of a guy who is a Cy Young caliber pitcher, you I, personally, I want at least... You, you, you traded two major league players for one mid-range guy and nobody's. And the again, it's, with, a, it's a salary shedding move. Maybe now they can well, that's what go I was all in say. on a free agent guy. That's but. what I was going to say, is that uh, unlike the draft, you're not there aren't mm-hmm. as many background ramifications. Like, yeah. maybe it is so that they, I mean, what I just heard is that they cleared up $20 million. Yeah. Uh, that they now have to spend somewhere else, if they want. If they want. Which I don't think they will, sadly, this year. But the other thing I was thinking is, uh, like, how the, the NFL draft feels very pinpointed. Uh, the baseball draft is like a shotgun. And the NFL, uh, the NBA draft is like the first round is the only one that matters. Yeah, really. And then the rest, there's only, I think there's only two. Is there only two rounds? I think there might be three. And the second round does not matter. No. <laughs> no one gives a shit really Every past... once in a while, you'll get a great player out of that round. It is very but it's rare. rare. It's yeah. usually like the top 12. And then... Yeah, that's... The th- it's not even the full first round. When, oh, you need a you need a backup point guard? Right. 22. You know, yeah. 20 second pick. That'll be good for that. It's wild that, like... And, I mean, it's because the rosters are so much smaller. There's only yeah. five guys playing at a time. But, like, it is amazing that, like... Well, most teams have go 8-9 deep. That's it. Yeah. You have those last three guys who never get up the bench. Right. You pretty much have on the team for practice. Well, that's exactly why they're there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and uh, or for God's sake, for the love of Christmas, if someone gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then, then all of a sudden you're the ninth man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's bizarre because, like, in the NFL, uh, if you've got the uh, a 15th pick is not obvious, a big, big difference between top eight. And then what's after that? But like, if you get a top fifteen pick, you're still getting someone who should be a perennial pro, pro bowler. Yeah. If you're picking fifteenth in the NBA draft, you're like, nah, I don't even care. Yeah. Well, it's I like, bet if you, I bet if you took like the entire NBA team rosters, all of them in one pool. Yeah. And from one year to the next, how many weren't there anymore, or how many are new additions? I bet you're under twenty five. Yeah. Total. From draft to retirements to injuries. Maybe a little bit more because of injuries. I bet it's not that many. Yeah, but I bet. It, I bet. It, whereas if you compared baseball rosters, yeah. I mean, we just got done talking about how you didn't want to get an Eagles calendar because half the people <laughs> won't be on the team next year. Right. Same with the Cubs in two years. You know, everybody's coming up as a free agent at the wrong, the same fucking year. So, 2022, that team's going to look completely different than it looked last year. I think the Eagles have had, I was, uh, they were talking about it last night on the, my podcast I listened to, the Eagles have had uh, 26 different players play in the secondary this year. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> For four positions, they've had 26 guys. Yep. Uh, the injuries have been wild. And <laughs> I think in, I, I haven't tracked it as close as the last couple of weeks, although wait, I can in my head. Yeah, they've. 
this will be in 15 games. They've had 14 different starting lineups for the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember that's an NFL record from like 84 or 85. The I, mean, I think Ron Say played third base for the Cubs up to like 86, I think maybe 85. And when RMS Ramirez arrived in like 2002 or 2003, the Cubs had like a legitimate different starting third baseman every year. That's amazing. That's actually hard to do. Yeah. But they couldn't. They couldn't find anyone who's good. Yeah, like Vance Law was your your go to guy for a while, and he's like, "Oh, that's the guy I keep getting in card picks, in card those packs." Cool ladies' glasses. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, sports. Sports. What are we talking about? Our best of the year, and maybe some, uh, you know, resolutions for the upcoming. Ooh, mine's very quick. Uh, <clears throat> I settled on. Um, I just, I don't have the time to, to make some bold, I'm going to watch a bazillion movie thing. I'm going to try to watch a hundred again, but it's okay if I include, include rewatches, but I'm going to really try to make the, make it a new 100 again. Cause I do have the summer where I'm pretty, have yeah. pretty, uh, open range to watch stuff every night. Um, but my actual resolution resolution is that I'm going to at least put a one sentence, uh, review on everything. That's what I usually do. And, and sometimes they're completely... Just like one or two words. Yeah, and sometimes they don't like actually review anything. Yeah, it's kind of notes. Yeah. Yes. Um, or impressions. Let me put, let's see what I put down for uh, what I watch. Oh, yeah, like... Um, like, I recently watched Alive, the Ethan Hawke film from oh. 1983. And I yep. wrote, I deducted half a star because of Ethan Hawke's goatee. <laughs> because they were stranded in the out. In, in the um, South American Alps or whatever the fuck they were in. Andes. Andes, thank you. Yes, the Andes. The Alps are in Europe. Yeah. For 60 days. And um, he still had a perfectly manicured goatee. His little shit bird, 90, early 90s goatee. But his, that's just permanent fix, permanently fi- affixed on oh. his face. Oh, I, 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 the way I, his face I, works. I looked into it on the <laughs> trivia on IMDb. He wouldn't grow a beard. He refused. Because he, because... It's fucking Ethan Hawke in the early 90s, and he wanted his goatee. That's a dick bag. Kind of a dick bag, yeah. Meanwhile, everyone else... I mean, it's it's weird anyway that they had, like, three or four American actors yeah. playing Ugandans. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, you got Uruguayans. Yes. Um, You're all over the place with geography I today. I know. But, I mean, they had a bunch of Latin American actors, or at least ones who could pass for it. But, yeah, then you have Ethan Hawke. And it's not quite John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Uh, but Josh Charles, Josh... Um, Turner. Turner. Uh, the guy who played, who was in Incredible uh, Hulk, he always plays a, he played the cop in, yeah, he, I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. He was in Sweet Home, Alabama. Oh, yeah, I know but who you're talking about. tall, blonde, southern guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of them. I was like, you didn't go far south, south enough for your casting on this. <laughs> you, should, you shouldn't have stopped where you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he refused to grow a beard. He needed to keep his goatee, so I'm like. A, I had problems with the film anyway because it makes Ethan Hawke the fucking hero. I'm like, really the one, like, I get it, he's a name at that point, sort of. Yeah. This is before Reality Bites, so he's not even that big of a name. He's still resting on his fucking Dead Poets Society laurels. Yeah. But you make that guy the fucking hero? Come on. Well, But yeah, yeah that was my review. I, re- I reduced the score by a half a star because of his fucking goatee. Because it pissed me off that much. I'll have to do that. Stump, stuff like that. Because the very first one uh, uh, I watched, 
the midnight sky, whatever the fur uh, Friday, and I was. It took me forever to write the fucking half paragraph that I did, and I was like, because I had told Robin what I was gonna do, and then like twenty minutes later, I'm still staring at my phone. I was like, this is fuck. I'm terrible. Yeah, I usually just put a quip. Like, because I'm just over. I'm way overthinking. I'm like, one person is going to read this. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I don't know why I, I feel the, the need to... The only reviews I ever usually read on Letterboxd are ones that are wildly different from my own. Yeah. Like, if I give a movie a four-star and someone gives it a two, I'm like... And I see that they reviewed it, I'm like, I want to know why. Yeah. Other than that, I don't read reviews on Letterboxd usually, but... I like to scroll down through them, because sometimes there's fun stuff in there. Yeah. And there was fun stuff in the Midnight Sky when there was a couple of fun... Yeah, that... I have... that. I was going to try to watch that this week, I just didn't get to it. But have it's definitely been varied the response the critical responses to that film. Have you seen Interstellar? Yes. Have you seen The Martian? Yes. Have you seen any of the grizzled old man travels with little girl movies? Yes. You've seen The Midnight Sky. That's what I've heard. That's you've seen. Midnight yeah, I think Sky. one person titled the review <laughs> like "Old Man Interstellar Clooney." You know, <laughs> there was a, there was one that oh the other one. Have you seen Ad Astra? Yes. Then you've seen Midnight Sky. Because one of the reviews was just Bad Astra. <laughs> That's great. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I think I gave it three, maybe. It, it, it's it's fine, but, like, you've seen it. Yeah. It's There's nothing There's nothing new there. <laughs> um, no, I uh, also have a review as part of mine. Um because uh, the HBO to front row.com went live this week. Oh. Um, I'll so, have to put that in my bookmarks. Yes, please do. Uh, so, yes, once again, www.hbo2frontrow.com. Um, I'll put that. I'll put what it I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing like my essays on Tuesday. And I'll be doing like a random review of something on Fridays. Because I wanted to. Tuesdays was always the new release day at the video store, and Fridays is the new release theatrical, so those are the two days I wanted to do something. Yeah, It's not super well designed, because goddammit, WordPress drives me nuts. But Should have gone with Squarespace, that's what Paul gone, Shear says. I should have gone with Squarespace. But this will stick for a while at least, until I decide I want a little more. But, yeah. Uh, this week's review will actually, uh, this week's essay will actually be about Goodfellas. And how they weren't so good. Kind of. It's, it, it's gonna... I'm gonna be... Too, and you, why they weren't good. What I, I think I've talked about before. What I'm gonna be doing is going, like, each year and talking about a film that really had an impression on me. And for 1990, I'm gonna be doing the dueling impressions of the fuck you pay me goodfellas to the talk hard of Pump Up the Volume. Uh. And then... I'll do some reviews of other 90... I'm going to do, like, a decade a month. I mean, a year a month, at first, at least. So, January will be 1990. February will be 1992. I mean, 91. Going to take the last two months of the year off? Uh, I might... Who knows what I'll do at that point? Who knows? But I want to put up a review and an essay every week for the full year. See where it goes. I spent all last year watching fucking 90 films. 90 yep. films. I ended up with, like, almost 265. Oof. I think of that I hit 400 movies this year. I hit like 403 total. Biggest year ever for me. Hard to believe that a year with nothing to do, I watched the most movies. I still, watched. even with nothing to do, I couldn't watch a movie every day. Well, you also have two children running around. 
Yeah, I don't know what it. Yeah, that's part of it because I always, uh, even even though there are many times when I you have two uninterrupted hours, you never know when they're going to come. Yeah. So like, until everyone's in bed, I have a hard time even yeah. starting something because and it's not and it's all me. I mm-hmm. could fucking very easy. I'm not going to watch the whole thing anyway. Yeah. I've been watching this movie like 45 <laughs> minutes at a time and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas me, Andrea leaves for work at 830, comes home around five. <laughs> you literally have nothing else to do. I have that entire <laughs> thing of time where I could go, I could just watch four movies if I wanted yeah. between now and then or I could watch one movie, read this graphic novel, read half of that book and then maybe watch another movie. I also don't know if I could, uh, even even with the time, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Well, see, that's part of part of why I'm exploring, and this is, why can't I? Yeah. <laughs> why is it so easy? Because people are always like, how do you just sit home and do this sometimes? I'm like, I just do. I did, I do, one of the, uh, it's actually one of the people that works for IGN uh, on Twitter, his thing this year, he did... It was very... I mean, I'm just, we're not fucking groundbreaking in our oh, no. trying to watch this many movies or something like that. He uh, he watched 200 and something new-to-him movies that he wouldn't have otherwise watched. That was kind of his goal. Um, and I'm just like, how? And I know he has a fucking... He has a, well, it, it's actually easier with a baby because you... With the, I did watch a lot of things, like when Colin was a baby, because he could just be sitting there next to you, and it doesn't really matter what you're, what's on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. if there's I a... I watched sw- Deliverance next to Connor when he was, right. when he was like three months uh, old, you know? No big deal. Colin and I watched all kinds of terrible shit. Uh, but now, if he's in the room and someone cusses, he's like, ugh. <sighs> and or if there's any, <laughs> Or if there's any violence or anything like that, it's like, friggin' kids, man. They're, yeah. just, they're just not ready. My other goal is much like that. I'm going to try to either I'm going to try to watch a hundred films that are either completely new to me or something that I've only seen once and it was so fucking long ago. Yeah, because uh, I was watching the documentary I, again. Weird confluence of shit. Because if you notice, my title is kind of like you know coming under the in, under. Uh, I actually changed it because it was a decade under the influence of '90s films. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then at the fucking dollar store, I found a copy of the documentary "A Decade Under the Influence," which was talking all about '70s films. Uh, d- uh, documentary by uh, Richard Gravenais and uh, Ted Demi before he died, which is all about the iconic films of the '70s. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm, I'm going to change my title now because it's way too fucking close. Although it would have been. No one would fucking care except for me. Right. But. Well, except people that are likely to read this yeah. would be like, that's a fucking ripoff of that 70s one. Yeah. Um, so as I was watching that documentary, I was like, oh man, you know, I've only seen like the French Connection once. I've only seen this film once. And I'm like, there's a lot of good films. I need to see more. Yeah. So I'm going to go through and. A I've only like, seen the French Connection once. A lot of like the 70s and early 80s films. I'm like, I need to see that more. The next uh, Batman animated movie is a 70s kung fu awesome. black exploitation style. They're it's totally called, ripping off. It's um, called Batman Soul of the Dragon. Years ago, there's an artist, uh, Francisco Francavilla, who does a lot of comic book work. He did some posters of like 70s Batman. Oh, yeah. 
But this has got like Bronze Tiger and someone else that I should probably yeah. know. I mean, these are fucking years ago. Like Batman 1972. Yeah. You know, they look like if it had been played by fucking Steve McQueen. Yeah. You know, that that's what these films would have been. The Batman looks like an old fucking 70s Dodge Charger. Yep. Um, I, hope, I hope he gets some credit for that, because most of these drawings are like 10 years old. Yeah. Um, it comes out this month, like the 15th or something. So. Nice. I Actually, I want to watch that. Yeah. Will it be available on the DC app? I don't know, because they've changed it. Like... D- is it still the new DC, going? The new DC Infinity starts in on like the 20th or something. Oh, okay. It's no longer available as a Roku channel because all the stuff has been moved over. Right. But, oh, yeah. See, like there's the, the 70s era Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's a badass Joker poster. It is. Yeah. He looks like um, the fucking bad guy from Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah. And, and Gordon just looks like every 70s cop right. ever. <clears throat> Big fucking walrus mustache and the long hair. Two-Face, yeah. Hmm. God, I hope I hope they follow that, because those are some... They're, Google it. You know, Batman 72, Francisco Francovia. You will see yeah. some amazingly cool art. And if you just Google Francisco Francovia, you'll see some great fucking art. The guy's amazing. I have... He did my True Blood, not True Blood, Jesus, True Detective poster that I have. <laughs> I will never own a True Blood poster. So, yeah. Robin was just just the other night. I can't remember where it. Maybe it was while we were scrolling through HBO. She's like, I never finished True Blood. From what I understand, you I don't have to, you don't have to. Yeah. I never watched it at all, but um, apparently, like the last two seasons are just oh, they're ridiculous. From what I've heard. Um. How did we get there? Part of our goals. 70s. I want to watch 70s movies. Yeah, so uh, I've got 13 minutes left of Vice, which actually (laughs) we're kind of in the epilogue now, so it's actually over. So I'm I'm still counting that as a, uh, a, because I started it on Saturday. So I guess I've only been watching it for two nights. Huh, how about that? Go me. So I can still count it as a movie that I watched on the second since I watched the majority of it. So I still have, because I, I told Rob, and I was jokingly on the first when I watched Midnight Sky, I said, I'm going to watch a movie a night. <laughs> and she's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I know. I'm actually worried that I'm going to start spreading myself too thin because for the, I don't know what we're calling the YouTube channel yet, but uh, for those of you who are familiar with um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, it was like the big epic crossover the first one DC did, changed everything. Um, we're doing like a deep, deep, deep fucking nerdy dive into it where every week we're reading like uh, the issue uh, the main issue the tie-in issues discussing it what works what didn't what it changed we're gonna try to limit it to about an hour and a half every episode but it's requiring some pretty good work to not sound like an idiot while talking about it yeah Um, I need to find I'll find my well even if you don't read it we're gonna be Synopsizing it, but I should characters is the point. Yeah, I mean it's it'll be fun. I won't lie; it's going to be nerdy as shit, but I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, And the real interesting thing is, like, two of us, me and myself and Ben, we didn't read it when it came out in 
these things. Yeah. Because Ruben's Farmer's Market did not get issues of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. And by 86, we were pretty much onto the New Universe and the NAM and G.I. Joe. Right. That's what I was reading. Um, random Batman or Marvel titles here and there. Yeah, but, I was still buying a lot of Spider-Man, but that was yeah. it. If someone had told me what the crisis was, I would have been like, what? Yeah. What are you even talking about? I didn't know about fucking Parallel. DC, I read, but I mostly just read Batman or Superman. Right. And they were random. It's not yes. like... Yeah, we... In, until G.I. Joe, there wasn't something that I went to Rubens for every month looking for. Right. You just got what you got when you after the baseball game. Well, you what would, got your fucking slushy. And, what would happen with me, like with Spider-Man titles, because I would buy like the... It's It felt like a lot then. There were three Spider-Man titles. Yeah. And that felt like... Yeah, uh, that was there was Amazing, Sensational, and Web, Web of. of. Yeah. yeah. So I would buy those randomly. And then if it was a storyline I liked, I would buy like the next three. Yeah. And, but not yeah. every month. So, like, I... Because, honestly, I doubt we even knew if new ones came out every month for a while. You know? You just went into Rubens if they were new. To see if they there were was new. a new one. Right. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't really a... You didn't really yeah. tie it together in your brain that it was Tuesdays at... Yeah, and, and which is weird, because that's how they released them back then. Is like, yeah. the Batmans would come out the same fucking, like, the third week every month. Yeah. I didn't, you know, we didn't know that. Right. <laughs> so, Ben and I, I we didn't read... Crisis on Infinite Earths until they issued the trade paperback in like 2001 right. or something. Gibran and Chris read it as it came out and they knew what this stuff was changing. Right. So I think that's going to add a, an interesting dynamic because I like spoiler for the first episode I probably if I'd picked up the first issue wouldn't have kept reading because most, oh, yeah. most like they, they purposefully didn't use Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman for most of it because as they put it this is a universe wide issue Batman's useless. Right. At that point, he wasn't, like, fucking super detective the way he is now. So it's like, that first issue is full of characters I wouldn't have given a fuck about. <laughs> Even when I read it in 2001, I didn't know who half of them were. Right. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> uh, okay, I guess it's important. Sure. It wasn't until, like, issue four or five where I'm like, oh, okay, I get what's happening now. So it's gonna it's gonna be a neat dichotomy between, like, two people who are, like, really knew what it meant and were uber nerds about it at the time versus two people who were at best casual readers during that time yeah and you know but then again we're gonna be doing this for like every fucking major crossover <laughs> so uh, we have it i mean our first we've got our first 12 weeks mapped out that's what it's gonna take for crisis oh so i have 12 weeks to read it in its entirety yeah i should be able to do that <laughs> at my current pace of Three pages of Thomas Jefferson a night. Ugh. Yeah, I still have to start Hamilton at some point too. That'll take you a few minutes. Yeah, that's a, that's a lengthier read, but I mean, I'm gonna see if I can. It, this will not help any of you. On oh, man, I am. But yeah, like this is that's our reading order, like week one, oh, wow. week two. You know, between books that are color coded, like okay, this one was labeled as a crossover. This one was not, but it was important. <laughs> that's gonna get. More and more complicated the closer you get to now. Oh, Jesus. When you start terrible. doing other stories. Yeah. Well, um, I ended up, uh, Andrea for Christmas got me the Infinite the infinite Crisis, the Jeff Johns one. Yeah. The Omnibus. Yeah. That thing's like 15 fucking hundred pages long. Oh, I bet. But it contains everything necessary. And I'm like, this was actually, because I, I really, that's, what, that's one of my favorite DC crossovers of all time. And I have the issues for a lot of the stuff, but to have it all like contained in one, I'm like, they did a really good job with this, actually. So, 
a lot of DC Christ crossovers they did not do that good of a job with. <laughs> Especially once you got into the like the late the nineties. Yeah. When they were just pumping shit out. Yeah. So I mean but we're, we don't have to worry about that for probably another year. Right. I think we've got what our first year is pretty much going to be. It's a, it's it, and it's like yeah we're gonna be doing it hopefully so people will end up watching, but it's gonna be like this a lot where you and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. If this gets six downloads, I don't care. If it gets six yep. verse, we don't get any money from it. I so. don't even care enough to look. <laughs> I looked a while ago and it was like one of the times when, like when we took like the three month hiatus. Yeah, sure. And we got like still like twenty downloads a week. Sweet. Good for us. Okay. Way to go. I don't know who's doing it. Do you think anyone listens? Oh, or yeah, is it just definitely being... do, because I know Goose listens, because everyone's, like, usually on, like, Monday or Tuesday, he'll text me something. Or, Someone that's not related to us? Or Bryce. <laughs> Bryce still listens. Oh, really? Oh, Jesus, yes, I meant to. Because he answered one of our questions one week. Really? It was um, Tour of Duty. It was it's, the Vietnam show we could oh, not remember my, the title Ryan of. Ryan texted me. He's, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. He uh, texted me the next day. Bryce uh, sent a message. I'm like, oh, fucking thank you, Bryce. Yeah. I mean, either one of us could have looked it up at the time but didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. it is that's funny, too, because that, that, uh, uh, we will ask these questions and then don't even attempt to get any. <laughs> <laughs> my brain's moved on to something yeah. else by the yes. end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I've this whole time I've been sitting here trying to rank my 2020 uh, in order of how I rated them and I can't fucking seem to do it. Um, oh, go to um, this is I, how I did it. Am I in the right place? No. Okay. Go go to um, back one more. Go to your diary. Okay. Then oh, your this is a little bit different than mine. Oh, year 2020s and then 2020. And then. Sort by. I don't know if you can do them both at the same time. Oh no! Okay, but wait. Odds are your twenty twenties probably aren't listed a whole lot. Okay, no, this is good. No, this works. <laughs> hey, look at that! A whole lot of Hamilton. Yeah, there's lots of Hamiltons in there. That okay. can't be twenty twenties because Endgame is in there. Are you? But I watched rank? it this year. Ah, ah okay. Because <laughs> it, it's in my diary for this year. Mine so. surprisingly are all twenty twenty films. Um. This year wasn't that bad for movie releases, considering. There were a, there were more movies that I watched. My list was a lot more smaller films than it would have been in years past. So yeah. For obvious reasons, because we didn't get numerous blockbusters. I wish I could. And uh, the ones we did take get out the rewatches. Sucked. Oh yeah, man. Which I'll also add, Tenant is not on this list because it arrived fucking yesterday. You still haven't seen it? No, it arrived yesterday. <laughs> it took almost three weeks for it to arrive. It's from something I ordered from Best Buy. And it's funny because I ordered it because, like, Andrea and I were going to Best Buy on Sunday. And I'm like, it came out on, like, that Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, we're not gonna get, I'm not going to get back this week. So I'll order it, and I'll yeah. probably have it by the weekend. We've been to Bangor, like, twice since then. <laughs> so I could have picked it up a couple times. Like... Didn't even, wouldn't even have to go in the store. I'm just could have picked it up, but I didn't. But, yeah, uh, you're I did right. A, I can't do that. I did a top thirteen for the year because so I had thirteen that I really wanted to mention, and then I did some top TV, top video, the video games that I completed this year. Oof. Yeah. Did we we played Skyrim this year, right? Oh yeah. 
what, want me to start off while you're while you're doing that? Oh yeah, no, go. Right. Uh, for number thirteen, it was one of the first films that came out this year. Underwater. Hey, the, that's on HBO case, now. It's it's really good. I recommend it. Um, very tight. Uh, T.J. Miller doing T.J. Miller things. Um, Kristen Stewart doing the case too. But it doesn't waste any time getting to the story. T.J. Miller's in it. Yeah. He's still getting work. Well, this is probably the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he dies. Spoiler. So it's kind of cathartic. Gotcha. <laughs> it's the ceremonial killing of his career. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's not just his character dying. Nope. <clears throat> but yeah, underwater research facility shit goes bad, and it starts like three minutes in, hmm. and the rest of the movie is them just trying to get the fuck out. Um, number twelve. Just watched for the first time the other night. This was highly fucking enjoyable. I watched, I watched Andrew and I because it was just, it was New Year's Eve and nobody was doing anything. We watched like four movies that night, um, and this one popped up on the list. Palm Springs. Yeah, that film was fucking good. Yeah, um, definitely took some. Um, you can tell it was Lonely Island produced because yes. there is some irreverent fucking humor in there. Like you're like that was just in there because it made someone laugh when it was like. When it was showing, like, a bunch of the people that Andy Samberg had had sex with, and all of a sudden it's the black dude. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yep, that's Hey, we gave it the same rating. Yeah. Uh, Andy Samberg's great in it. He does his goofy humor, but he's also pretty good during some of the more dramatic shit. Yeah, and that has has been a... uh, I think it's why Brooklyn Nine-Nine works so well, is that he can do that. He is underrated when it comes to that. He really is. He's good at the goofball shit. That's what he's known And he could have done that the rest of his career. Oh, yeah. And been yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I I didn't care for Andy Samberg when he first like showed up. Right, I me neither. Like, but yeah, no, I've got nothing but respect for him now. I like the shit. I like what he does. Um, him and the Lonely Island guys, especially. They just, they pushed the boundaries. We watched it on July 11th of nice. 2020, according to uh, Letterboxd. Uh, next on my list, uh, just barely missing the top ten, uh, Sound of Metal. It's an oh, Amazon the, Prime film. Yep. Uh, with, I don't know uh, why I pointed at the TV. They would all be there. It's on this thing. Yeah, <laughs> with Riz Ahmed. Um, plays a drummer in a small punk band with his girlfriend, who wakes up one day and realizes he's losing his hearing and losing it dramatically fast. So much that, like, within two days, yeah. he can't hear anything. Um, which, for a musician, unless you're Beethoven, not a good thing. Probably well, um, wasn't great for him either. No. But. <clears throat> um, and the film is about him coming to terms with that and trying to start over with his life, but not necessarily letting go to the things he probably should. Uh, Rizumet is phenomenal. And it, the sound design is awesome. Because there are times where you're hearing it like he would hear it. Yeah. And everything's muffled, and it's like, Jesus. As, as someone who has some hearing loss, like, my left ear is fucking done. Yeah, mine too. I'm at, like, 20% or some shit, I would imagine. Um, it really, I get it. Because there are yeah. times, like, if there's, like, three people talking in a room, I don't hear anyone. It's all running together in his muffled. I, I can't differentiate it unless they're to my right. They're to my left. And yeah. Christ, Andrew can be right beside me talking sometimes, and I'll be like, what? <laughs> um, 
Number 10, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. We talked about it last week. Really, really good film. Uh, number nine, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, currently on Netflix. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is getting an Academy Award probably for this. Yeah. Um, it's good. He He's good. Uh, Jesus, what's her name? Viola Davis? Viola Davis, thank you, is terrifying in it. She can just kill you with a fucking look in that movie. Um, the makeup is scary. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but Chadwick Boseman has a very showy part. Uh, he died this year, unfortunately, so that's probably going to give him the Oscars love that. They Os- just Al- cannot... Yeah. They were just giddy that he had yeah. a good And he was already an, an actor's actor anyway. Yeah. Everyone loved working with him. And he, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a supporting nomination for The Five Bloods as well. Right. But I think he can win for Black Bottom. Um, number eight is a weird one. Because it's five different movies. Uh, Small Axe, Steve McQueen's newest thing on Amazon Prime. Huh. The guy who gave us 12 Years a Slave. I was going to say, I watched a Steve McQueen movie this year. I did not have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> each, each of these, I've only watched three of the five. And all th- honestly, three of them would be on this list. Um, yeah. They were all like solid, like fours, every single one of them. But they're like, one of them, Mangrove is they're all they all take place in like the 70s in England and they're all about that Jamaican community that did not have a good time during Thatcherism <laughs> right um a lot of racist not shit not their best decade yeah uh the first one Mangrove it's about the small restaurant that opens up which is constantly being harassed by racist cops and they fight back in the court of law and end up winning uh the second one it's just about a house party. But it's one of the most wonderfully hypnotic things I've ever seen. Like, there's just an 11-minute scene of just everybody dancing in a room. And I'm like, holy shit. Nothing is going on other than people dancing and singing and having a good time, and it's fucking amazing. It's beautifully shot. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that... It was. I guess it was because it was the way you said it at the beginning of... Uh, it's like 11 minutes of people just dancing or whatever. I was there was I saw a tweet this morning and it struck me so funny I don't know why, but uh, it was a scene. Lovers Rock, that's the name of it. It was a scene from like an old episode of Columbo, <clears throat> and the tweet just said something like, "Man, TV used to have a ton of free time," and it yeah. was the whole scene was Columbo walking down a hall and then making a phone call on a rotary phone, and they showed the whole thing, and it just fucking, I don't know why, but like by today's standards, yeah. watching it is just hilarious. Uh, but in that instance, yeah. it's a little bit Yeah, different. that was, again, like Mangrove was two hours and seven minutes long. Lover's Rock was an hour and ten, and they could have padded it to be an hour and thirty, but it didn't need to be. Yeah. He told what he wanted. Uh, Red, White, and Blue was the other one I've seen, which is John Boyega, who is a young black cop. Um, in oh, wait, which one is that? Red, white, and blue. Okay. Um, this one was an hour and twenty minutes. Then the the next two because they came out every week. They're like every Friday. There was a new one that came out. Um, then the last two are Jesus. Alex Weedle and Education. Dude made five fucking movies. <laughs> Man, yeah. Like it's and they're all like the lowest score on these on IMDb is six point nine. 
it's like 6 6.9, 7.6, 7.7, 7.6, 8.1. In a, a lot of the top 10 lists this year, if someone isn't just treating them all as one, a different one is making everybody's different lists, you know. And they all talk, tackle really good topics. Um, yeah, so that, that was my number eight. Uh, number seven, I think I talked about it last week, or I might have talked about it with TJ, I can't remember. Spontaneous. Yeah, we have not talked about it. You and Robin will love this. It takes place in high school. It's a bunch of seniors. And then just one day, one of them explodes. I've heard... We did talk about yeah. this. And then throughout the... Re- they try to live the rest of the school year not knowing who's exploding next. Yeah, we did talk about yeah. that. Yeah, lovely film. Had a blast with it. Uh, the next one I did not necessarily have a blast with, but it was still really good. I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Huh. Written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. If you're familiar with Kaufman... You know he's going to fuck with you. Uh, wrote Adaptation. Um, wrote uh, Being John Malkovich. Uh, wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Wrote and directed Schenectady in New York. Wrote and directed Anomalisa. I've never seen uh, Spotless Mind. Oh, you need to. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, that should be on your list of things you have to watch. Should be. Um, in this film, it's... It's uh, a young man and a young woman play... Uh, I can never remember her name, but Jesse Plemons is the dude. They're, hey, Jesse Plemons is in this movie that I'm watching. Jesse Plemons is in everything. Yeah. Um, they're going to visit his mother and father for dinner during a snowstorm. They have the drive there, and that she's the one who's thinking of ending things, and by that she means the relationship. Yeah. Um, and you get to the house, and it, the, his parents are played by the always amazing... Christ, my memory is shot. I need to drink some ginkgo or something. Probably. Or I just watch 8 million fucking movies. That. <clears throat> uh, Tony Collette. I remember oh, yeah. it before. Saw it, and uh, David Thewlis. And it's awkward. Everything about this movie is fucking awkward. And then things start to change. Slightly. And then things change dramatically. And you don't really know what the fuck is going on. It's one of those films you probably have to watch twice to really get it. Yeah. I've also read the book, so I understood it. Uh, the book was also really good. Ian Reed, I think, wrote it. Uh, but it's just really good. And also, oddly enough, filmed in TV format. Yeah. Which makes it incredibly tense and claustrophobic, which is without a doubt what he was going for. Uh, just an incredibly awkward movie. The entire time through, you're not... What's got, it called? I Am Thinking of Ending Things. It's a Netflix original. Most of these are either Netflix originals or Hulu originals or... Good year for that. Uh, We've talked about my next one, Invisible Man. Yep. That's number five. I watched that this year. How come that didn't come up on my list? Uh, Number four is one I just recently watched. Um, The son of David Cronenberg, Brandon Cronenberg, made a film called Possessor. It's one of the most haunting films I've seen in a while. That thing fucking sticks with you. Uh, It takes place in the near future where things are are just off enough so that's futuristic, but not. We're not talking, like, fucking Blade Runner here. Things are just slightly different. Um, no flying cars. And there are people who are assassins who enter other people's minds and use that... They possess them and then use that body to kill them and then kill themselves. Oh. oh. It doesn't shy away from... That's shit. fun. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't shy away from the brutality. And what happens is, in this film, she possesses someone who was meant to kill Sean Bean, of all people, and then can't get her way out of it. Can't get her way out of the body. She's trying to commit suicide. Can't. Huh. And 
Well, I guess you, 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 you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah. And then people in her life are like, oh, well, maybe this person's now an assassin trying to kill me because I couldn't kill this person. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the person whose body you're taking control of is now trying to reclaim it. Because you can only be in there for like 48 hours before your fucking minds start to go wonky. And of course, things start to go wonky. Uh, yeah, disturbing film, but really, really good. Um, Do you have worst on there too? Yeah, I have two. Uh, my number three film, watched just the other day, Soul. I Okay, so here's the funny thing with Soul. Uh, my kids have seen it twice. Robin's seen it. I went on. I, I, I went on uh, uh, the, the PLP two-time app of the year letterbox, and saw that both you and TJ have seen it. Yeah. And I have still not. Oh my god. So like, it's just funny that out of out of the three of us people, yeah. the one who hasn't seen the Pixar movie, it's one whose kids have seen it twice. Is me who this? It's well, they've seen it at at least twice. They watched it last night. And they watched it the night it, the day after it came out. What, it, did it come out Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Because so. so we watched it the twenty six. They watched it the twenty sixth. I watched uh, it New Year's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, I hear it's very good. It is. If you liked Inside Out, you will definitely like this because it plays with a, a lot of the same themes. Only it's not about. It's oddly adult. Yeah. Um, like it's not nearly as kid oriented as I expected. Because um, it's about a jazz musician, probably around our age. Yeah whose life hasn't turned out the way he's wanted it to, is just about to hit his big break and kind of dies. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he goes into the afterlife. And Hilarity so, ensues. Uh, Tina Fey is amazing yeah. in her role as number 22. Because when he shows up, it's new souls getting assigned to Earth. Yeah. And they're on something like 1.8 trillion for the numbers of assignments, and she's number 22. Because she's never found her spark. Gotcha. So she's never been sent to Earth. You have to be a complete soul before you can get sent to Earth. I mean, she's been, like, tutelaged, uh, tutored by, like, fucking Socrates. And every, every famous person you can imagine. And his goal is to get her... His goal is to get back to Earth so he can have his big night. Right. But it's also, you know, they're learning from each other like you would expect with a Pixar film. Right. Really well done. Looks... They're... I think in my quote, I was like, there's a bagel, a half-eaten bagel, that is probably the most realistic CGI thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's just sitting on a shelf. And I'm like, that bagel looks fucking real. Well done. So yeah, if you're really into CGI bagels... Yeah, I mean, this is you. the movie for you. Um, I mean, I'll definitely watch it. I'm going to have to watch it by myself, though, because... Well, I mean, I guess I don't have to. I could <laughs> Because uh, now it's going to be on in a, it's just kind of on yeah. sort of way, and I don't want it. Because actually, when they started watching it the first night, the first time they started watching it, um, of course I was down here fucking off, and went upstairs, and they were like an hour and ten minutes into it, and I was like, shit. Yeah. Uh, if they'd been like ten minutes in, I'd have been like, hey, can you pause yeah. for a minute? But like they were, that point, they were over halfway through. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. just kind of stood in the kitchen and pouted for the next minutes. Well, it's, it's funny because like Andrea was kind of the same way where she didn't really want to watch it. Yeah, she was doing something else. Yeah, but she was sitting on the couch with me. Ten minutes later, she's like, "Okay, you need to tell me what happened." Yeah, because she was that invested in it. Um, 
by far one of my favorite Jamie Foxx performances because I don't really like him. I don't either. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the supporting cast is actually not that big. Very few people in it, and a lot of them are very smaller actors, like the guy from the IT crowd. Yeah. That's one of them, you know. Uh, Graham Norton's another one, and it's like... I know he's a big thing across the pond. I don't give a fuck about Graham Norton. I don't really even know much about him. I like uh, watching Graham Norton highlights. Yeah, exactly. Because they're usually... Because British talk shows, it's more of a conversation. Mm-hmm. American talk shows... It's like, all right, you're going to sit down, you're going to tell this funny anecdote, yep. and four minutes later we're cutting away. Yeah, and we're, whereas, talking about, we're talking about whatever it is here you're promoting. Yeah, whereas on Graham Norton, every one of the guests that's on the show that night, they're all sitting on the couch at the same time, and they're just kind of talking back and forth, and it's fucking hilarious. Because yeah. um, a lot of times it's people you wouldn't put together on the couch at the same right, time. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. So it, it's, I, I like, and there, you can find them on YouTube. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, they're out there. Um, my number two, Trial of the Chicago 7. Yep. Uh, Aaron Sorkin's new film. Uh, just bought the screenplay the other day. Because I was very happy they put that out. They need to put a book out of all his fucking screenplays. That would make me happy. Have I told you I watched the West Wing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, the, yeah, the more I think about this film, the more I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I still have to watch it again another time. Uh, this will also get nominations. Um, surprisingly, Mank did not make my top 13. David Fincher's new film. That surprised me as much as anybody else. I had a lot of four-star films this year to choose from. Because a lot of films were, like, good, but not great. I just don't... I don't know. But we'll, I mean, We'll get to it. The only thing, like, only the top five were... No, top six were all four and a half or above. Um, and then lastly, Hamilton. Which is weird, because a lot of people are like, is it even a movie? Right. But it is. You're still filming a performance. Yeah, I feel weird about it too. Um, It wasn't a movie first. Right. But if they had just like put a camera in the crowd and scan and like watched it, it wouldn't have been exciting. Yes, it's directed. Yeah. It is is directed. It's not, you're right, it's not, uh, you know, dad in the back of the the school auditorium (laughs) with a camcorder on a tripod. Um, it's weird because a lot of people made that same argument. Put um, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on HBO. Um, the American Utopia, David Burns' American Utopia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a filming of a stage play, a stage uh, thing he did, and directed wh- by Spike Lee. Whatever it is that he calls, whatever he does. Yes. <laughs> um, which oddly enough, uh, burning down the house and whatnot. Yeah. Right before I talked to Andrew about that, we were watching a bunch of John Mulaney musical yeah. sketches on SNL. And one of the airport one ended with David Byrne and the American people, uh, Utopia people coming out. Oh, really? And I'm like, oh, that's from when they did it. Sadly, like later that day, we learned that Milani went back into rehab. Right. But yeah, guess what? It's tough on people with mental health issues to uh, be sequestered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're famous and very talented. And maybe more so. Yeah. Maybe more so. If you're used to. Well, and he said before that he is. He's an attention whore. Yeah. Uh, and, and he t- he talked about and like yeah he took the job on Seth as a in the writers room with fucking Seth Meyers' late night show just to get the fucking structure because yeah. he needed it yeah <laughs> and it's like that's not something you would expect of him to go, to go back to writing late night right you know but um, yeah Hamilton number one I uh, still have not gotten through my favorite song I need oh my god I've got a list here so I know um I think though my favorite one is um. 
it's it's the rap battle, the first rap, the congressional the, rap battle. The the cabinet battle. Cabinet battle, yeah. yeah. Fucking love that. That's so good. Or cabinet battle number one, I believe. It's yes, called. And, cause, yes, because there was a cabinet battle number two, which is also yes. really good. I know the words if you'd like me to recite. Oh it. no, that's quite hard. Okay. But yeah, those are my top films of the year. Um. So I was just madly scribbling down. I don't know. It's it's hard to uh, between ones that I just watched for the first time this year and twenty twenty movies. So I don't know what counts as what. Like something like Knives Out uh, came out in twenty nineteen, but I didn't watch it until twenty twenty because it came out in December. I just watched Knives Out yesterday. I know. I saw that. <laughs> uh, it was because I didn't notice you had watched it. Just like, oh, I didn't watch it recently. I watched oh, it like a year ago. Yeah, we ago. needed something to watch, and again, it's like, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. I was like, and I'm pissed at myself for not watching it last year. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. God damn, that movie is fun. Yeah. I need that to be an ongoing like film series. With, I, I realize you won't get the same actors. Right. But as long as you've got fucking um, Bond there. Daniel Craig, Daniel with Craig his, doing a ridiculous accent. His, his CSI KFC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As uh, Captain America put it so wonderfully. Uh, Which, uh, again, awesome watching him play that kind of character. Because Chris Evans is such a do-gooder. It's nice watching him be a dick. I watched it. I was... Also, Tony Collette. <laughs> yep. I watched it almost exactly a year ago. I watched oh. it. I watched it on January 7th. My God. Such a good movie, though. That will be one that goes into my eventual, like, shelf. Like, so that one, like, that's a, this is an example of what I'm talking about. Like, some of the best movies I that I watched this year were technically 2019 movies. But also they didn't, like, 2019 movies often didn't appear watchable until 2020. Right. Because well, this, that's is, what this I'm was saying. the year of, like, theat- you know, this year we didn't get lengthy theatrical differences. That one. You know, um, the Harley Quinn film came out in fucking January and was available to watch by March. You know. I forgot about that. I didn't even put that... Well, that wasn't... That it was, wouldn't make my top was, ten, but it no, was, it was good. The, the best comic book film to come out this year. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, hands <laughs> down. Um, yeah, because like on my... I just wrote down everything that I gave a, a four or better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just start from the bottom, because really, most of them are fours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invisible Man, Tenet. So those would both be 2020s, Yeah. right? Yeah. And then, like, Once Upon a Time was technically a 2019, but it wasn't on video yeah. until this year. Like Jan- I think it came out, like, last January or February. I watched it, like, a day after I watched yeah. Knives Out, so, yeah. Um, so, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time, 1917. I still haven't seen that yet. That's, like, one of the Which ones one? on my list, 1917. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Gentleman. Yeah, I um, I don't... When did that even... I don't even know when that came out. That was this year. It was? It was this Holy year. Holy shit, I'm it's a 2020 pre- then. I'm pretty sure. Woo! What about, well, Ad, what about Ad Astra? No. That was the end of last year. Okay. So, yeah, most of these are 2019 movies. So, uh, Invisible Man, Tenet, uh, and which ones have you not seen? So, you haven't seen I have not Tenet. seen Tenet, yeah. You haven't seen 1917. Have you seen The Gentleman? No. Uh, have you seen... You've seen Ad Astra. Uh, Jojo gentle- Rabbit. It, okay, gen- gentlemen, is it says a 2019 film, but again, I'm I'm guessing the release date of that. Uh, was these were the end. yeah, these are all Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit's just fucking wonderful. Uh, I need, I want to rewatch that again soon because I've only watched that once and it was so fucking delightful. Chicago Seven was this year. 
12 Years a Slave was not this oh. year, but I did give that a four and a half. It's near the top of my whatever. Uh, Gentleman's the, release date was actually January 24th, 2020 in oh. the U.S. So. Oh, there we go, then. Yeah. Um, so I guess I did... It, you did yeah. pretty good. No, not bad. So 12 Years a Slave and then Parasite. So my four and a halfs or better that I watched this year for and the honestly, first Parasite time. And honestly, Parasite didn't come out until 2020 for, right. for home viewing. Right. Um, Parasite was so fun. Yeah, my four and a halfs are better that were this year. Two of them are not even close to 2020 movies, but 12 Years a Slave, Parasite, Doubt, and then Hamilton. Uh, funny, Parasite. Um, Bong Joon-ho has now directed my favorite film called Mother! That one does not have the exclamation point. Oh, so He directed not, a film called Mother. It can't be as good. Oh, no, it's far better. <laughs> far better. Um, Aronofsky's like, it, is it older? Yeah, it's okay. like 2006. So, like, Aronofsky was like, look, I want to call this movie Mother. But it's not going to be as good as this one. How can I make it better? Be louder. His production <laughs> assistant was like, exclamation point. Yep. And he's like, yes. Yep. Mother! And, um, oh, oddly enough, Doubt, written by the same guy who wrote Alive. Who was it? John Patrick Shanley. He wrote Alive. Huh. Because when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, John Patrick Shanley, that name is so familiar. Why am I not thinking about it? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, because he's only written and directed like a few. He's only directed a few things, and he's only written a few movies because he's a playwright. So. Well, I was gonna say, did he write the play? Is it is of doubt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was that's so another good. one that's on my because again, only watched it once. Yeah. I need to rewatch. Oh that. my god, that's. Uh, I think we talked about it when I watched it. You get very strong. Uh, obviously not because of what it's about and content and whatnot, but you get very strong Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross vibes, because yeah. it's well, that. It's one of the things they were talking about with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's based on a play. Yeah. And a lot of times, movies that are based on plays, you fucking know it. Yeah, oh yeah. We, because yes. everything's like... Very enclosed. One or, one or two rooms at yeah. most type of thing. It's yeah. Like, it's tough to expand it further, and it really showcases... A lot of monologues. But it re- yeah, a lot of monologues. But it really showcases what th- what's really well written and what's not. Exactly, uh, and that's like what well, we talked about it at the time. The part that I was struck by in doubt is it's about a ten or twelve minute conversation that just and it's it is the the best scene in the movie of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, and Meryl Streep just having an argument in her office. It's fucking awesome, and it's like it's that's a play yeah. um, and it feels very much like Glengarry Glen Ross and yeah and uh, much like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom they had um, done, they did uh, Fences a few years ago yeah um, Denzel Washington is his goal is there are ten plays written by August Wilson that he's going to try to bring them all to the big screen yeah um, and so far Viola Davis is two for two with them um, but Fences it definitely felt like more of a play I think than Ma Rainey's did. yeah but again when you have but that, a well written play and you've got Dunzel and Viola Davis on screen you're you're gonna be captivated by whatever it is they're doing right so and if you can't get someone who can do that it, it turns weak pretty fucking quick oh yeah it becomes very noticeable because on a on e- even on a stage um like cats <laughs> <laughs> Well, Which I did not put is, on my worst that's list, different. but that's that's obviously on there. That is different. But that's a stage like. play. Yeah. That when you put it on a silver screen, um, the weaknesses are highlighted. You can't hide 
behind cats running through the fucking audience, making everybody go, this is amazing, they're running right past me. Yeah. Rum Tum Tugger sat on my lap, how cool is that? Um, <laughs> the fucking names yeah. of the cats. But when you're watching it on a movie screen, you're just like, this is fucking stupid. Well, it's also just, they should have just done, I mean, I don't want yeah. to talk about cats anymore, but... <laughs> The things they did to those actors and actresses' bodies in post yeah. was criminal. Yeah. Like, how can you make... Well, we talked about it at the time. How do you make Taylor Swift in a cat suit not sexy? Because she's not in a cat suit. She's because they tried to make her look like an actual cat. Yeah. And then she just has, like, a weird floating face. Like, three inches it's of her face. just... Feel like it's floating. Yeah. Whereas if you had put her in an unsettling. actual cat suit, it would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the one. Um, then for my worst films, I only put two. Uh, New Mutants. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Is Not, it that bad? It's that bad. Awesome. Um, and again, it's like they change char- the characters. Yeah. Like um, Ileana, who, Magic, who is like the main character. In right. This, they make her into a complete bitch. And it's like, that's not her. Even in... Because this is adapted from the fucking Demon Bear saga. Yeah. So they're adapting it from a fucking six, like, six issue comic series. And they change who the main character... Like, one of the main characters. They're not, the main character is Danny Moonstone, but she's Native American, so they're not going to make her the main character. No, God, movie. no. Um, they turn her into a complete bitch. And it's like... It, a, it doesn't fit for the movie. Because... If this is a school with only six students, you're not going to let the one who is constantly being a racist bitch right. stay. Right. <laughs> you're just not. We don't have room for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, with six students, you're not going to always make the Hispanic one. Every time he appears... Washing like, dishes? Washing dishes. <laughs> they pointed that out. It's just some really weird choices yeah, that were uh, made in this. Movies <sighs> like that, I... I consume through honest trailers yeah. and the pitch the meeting. honest trailers and far more entertaining than the actual movie was. Yeah. It caught all the, the good stuff. Yep. It just wasn't good. And then Wonder Woman. Boy, let's talk about Wonder Woman here for a minute. Yeah. Uh, How'd they fuck this up this way? How? I gave it a two and a half and that's I gave it a two. Generous. Yeah. Um, that movie sucks. <laughs> um, the more, the further I get from it, the more like confounded I am. Like, even while you're watching it, like, the whole... Because, you know, the whole uh, lead-up is, like... And I was nervous from the get-go with Steve Trevor being in it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, how are they going to do this? And of all the ways the they could have done it... The most problematic way yes, possible. And, and even if you... Even removing the problematic aspect of it. That's what you came up with? Yeah. A body... A weird body swap? And, like, no, and not even that, because it's like, everything else that people wish for in this movie, they it just appears. Right. That Middle Eastern dude wants a wall off his country, yeah, boom, a wall fucking pops up. So if you want Steve Trevor to come back, why doesn't he just pop up? Right, as why Trevor? did you... Why does this have to turn into this weird rape thing? <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, uh... much like Possessor, where it's shown... You're going to inhabit someone else's body, do some fucked up shit, and then commit suicide, and you are a terrible person for I that. I swear to God, while you were talking about that movie, I was like, are you sure you're not just talking about Wonder Woman? Yeah. <laughs> but no. 
I, Diana, the paragon of feminine virtue, rapes a dude. Just because he's inhabited by Steve Trevor. And then at the end when he when and they puts talk, this man into constant peril. That's the thing that I could not uh beyond the rape. <laughs> I could not like there's no way that that character allows that. Mm-hmm. There's just I it fails to be Wonder Woman at that point to me. Like, there's no... Because the whole time I'm just thinking, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. This is an innocent man. Yeah. And then when they see each other at the end... That was the best was, part of the movie when he's just like, all right, see you. I was like, oh my God, if they end up together, I'm going to fucking yeah. throw my shoe through yeah, the screen. that was the best part of the movie. But again, also the most realistic, is, and, unless you're a gay dude, which makes that even more problematic. Yes. If that character yes. was gay in the movie. Yes. You straight for this. I don't care who you are. If you're a straight dude and fucking Gal Gadot is talking to you, correct. You're gonna at least talk to her until she's done. Correct. You're not gonna go. All right, see you. And and I'm not even just talking. Oh, well, maybe he's married. If I uh, if I came home one night and I said, Robin, uh, Gal Gadot stopped me in the grocery store, uh, but I just you know waved her <laughs> off and walked off. She'd be like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, even if you're not like, I'm going to try to take her home and yeah. fuck her. It's yeah. like, like, I'm still going to talk to Gal Gadot for yeah. as long as she wants to talk to me because yeah. she's Gal Gadot. Right. It would also be true if fucking Chris Pine stopped me in a grocery Correct. store. Correct. I'm talking like, to Chris Pine. You're until, an amazing looking human. Until he leaves. Yeah. I'm going to keep, you know, I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let him dictate when this conversation yeah. ends, not me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that. Just. And again, so many of the, what kills me is, okay, the Dreamstone is a real thing in DC Universe. Yes. It's fucking belongs to the Sandman. Yes. Neil Gaiman's current character. It also appears in, like, 1950s comic stuff. But here's the thing. The most recent usage of this was Neil Gaiman's Sandman story, where doc, a character by the name of Dr. Destiny gets it, and everyone beca- he keeps everyone in a diner. Right. And everyone slowly starts to become insane because of the Dreamstone, much like they do in this. Why not use Dr. Destiny? Why use Max Lord... Who is a completely different character. In the comics, he was like the sponsor of the JLA for a while. Yeah. And kept them ineffective. Who eventually goes on to be, reveal himself as a villain in Infinite Crisis. Who is keeping tabs on every superhuman in the world through an elite spy network. And he can also can kind of push people control minds. If you're going to name your fucking film 1984. Yeah. And one of the main characters is known for surveilling people. Yeah. Why is that not a plot point? Why is that not a plot point at all? Because, again, why was this named Wonder Woman 1984? Speaking of the 1984, they... The first ten minutes of this movie, I was like, my God, they're going to beat the 80s over our... Mm-hmm. They're going to beat this over our head worse than Captain Marvel did with the 90s. Yeah. And then it's, like, never mentioned again. Yeah. It could have taken place at what, any time. Once you have the Steve Trevor fashion show... The 80s is done. Yeah. We're done with the 80s. It's now just... happening. It's bizarre. It's Especially like, where she interferes in the Middle East. Yeah. In the 80s was not an issue for us. And again, not in the same problematic, ways, but yes. you have the, is, uh, the probably the most famous Israeli actor in the world yeah. 
interfering in Middle Eastern politics. <laughs> That's what you're gonna go with? Ugh. Yeah, I hadn't really put it put it those two things together, yeah, but like that's problematic as well. Probably the most famous Israeli, correct? Yeah, right now anyway. Anyway, yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, but any, <laughs> I hadn't but yeah, thought of that. There was no reason for this movie to take place in 1980 other than the Steve None. Trevor fashion show. Well, the first like 10 minutes was basically a, yeah. a, a, a the it, mall. It looked like Stranger Things. Yeah. But like I I thought we were going to get bludgeoned over the head with this yeah. for the whole time and then it just fucking stops. Yeah. It's so weird. And again, people could just say, oh, well, that's when it was set. And they, then, but, but again, Stranger Things is not called Stranger Things 1986. Right. And it's also, uh, you set things in a time period for a reason. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge that as much, then what was the yeah. point? Yeah. And, Why and, did and you... Patty Jenkins has said, that's when I grew up. This was a big time for me. But again, I wouldn't have known it from minute 37 on or and whatever. Also, if you use 1984, right. that particular year... Yes. You need to reference it. You're you're doing that. People are automatically going to think of George fucking Orwell. Right. Especially if one of the main characters in comics is known for a surveillance state. Right. So, if they had just had her going up against Max Lord and fucking Checkmate, which at the time is an international spy organization... Especially considering she goes into the fucking Middle East, that would make sense to me. Why does she go to the Middle East in this? Because at the at that particular point, Max Max Lord wants oil. Why? Yeah. Why does I, he want oil? I don't know. Another thing that's again, this is only for super nerds. The guy that he's trying to get involved with, I can't remember the dude's name at all off the top of my head right now. But the guy who walks away is like, you're a crook, this is fucking stupid, I'm not getting involved with you. Right. That guy has ties to Metamorpho in the comic world. He was like, he paid for a lot of Egyptian treasure hunts. Not used. You practically send her to fucking Egypt, but don't use that. Isn't she in Egypt at some point? I, I think so. I, I Again, it's all stuff that's not really well talked about. Why does Max Oh, Why yes. does Max Lord have a fucking kid? Because they fly a fucking fighter jet <laughs> from the United States to Cairo. Yeah, which I'm guessing most jets do not have that capability. They flew... Invisible or otherwise. They flew a fucking fighter jet mm -hmm. from the United States to Cairo. Yeah. In one shot. And I'm guessing they didn't have a refueler. Well, that's what, that's what I said while we were watching. I'm like, I hope she knows where there's an invisible refueling jet along the way. <laughs> Like, there were so many... It was hard to, like, pinpoint... It's like she just wanted to use... Oh, well, Wonder Woman's got an invisible... And again, are there really... Oh, this had some very, very strong solo vibes with stuff like that. Are there a whole lot of workable fighter jets sitting outside the Smithsonian? That are ready to go. Just ready to roll. I, I've been near the Smithsonian. I don't remember there being an airstrip right near there. It's right in the middle of the mall, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So, <laughs> Air and Space is. Air and Space is in the mall. Yeah. And uh, also... Pretty cool that he that Steve Trevor knew how to fly this. I know that was the other thing. Like, yeah, he's a pilot, but he wouldn't even know how to turn it on. Yeah, like he wouldn't even he wouldn't know. At which point they could have said, "Well, maybe the guy he's inhabiting is a current fighter pilot." Well, see, now we've got a whole host of new problems. Yeah, uh, as far as how the body swapping is working. But that would have at least made sense. Okay, he somehow uploaded into a current fighter pilot. That's why he knows how to do this. 
Nope. We don't know what that guy did for a living at all. Or who he was, which is, again... And frankly, it's irrelevant. Yeah, but uh, why but, couldn't it have been yeah. someone that she worked with? Why did it have to be a body swap? Why, again, yeah, why did it have to be a body <laughs> hey, swap? There's no reason. Every, like, uh, so many of the... And, it, and on the other thing, it, it's, it's hard to, like, even nitpick other things because there are so many uh, problems with the plot and just decision-making in general. But, like, on top of everything else, at one point, Robin said... This looks worse than the first one. Yeah. Like, her running looks stupid. It, oh, oh yeah. Um, she looked weightless. Yes. All the CG had no weight to it. Right. Whatsoever. It, yeah, it was very floaty. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was just... It was... It was dumb. Yeah. It was dumb. Why, and why, why does Cheetah all of a sudden become a member of the Thundercats? When, for 98% of the movie, she was just a person. A person who was gaining some superpowers, yeah, because she wished wished she could be more like Wonder Woman, yeah. But Wonder Woman doesn't look like a fucking cat. No, I did think it was cool. Uh, that was kind. Of the only thing I liked about it. Th this was something I would shouldn't say only. I could probably think of other things. Yeah, but I did find that little beat interesting. Yeah, that she just wanted to be more like Diana, not knowing what that even meant. Yeah, which. That should have been the movie. Yes. She should have been the only villain. Because she disappears for like 40 minutes to the point where when it comes back to her, I was like, oh my God, I forgot Kristen Wiig was in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah. After she beats up the drunk dude. Yeah. Yet another rapist. Right. <laughs> Who they run into multiple times? Yeah. At night <laughs> while he's drunk. Like. Oh, it's just, uh, it's too much. There's too much. That's okay, there, she also runs into her homeless friend this, at the same time. There's too many eye roll moments in this yeah. movie. Like, I found myself just rolling my eyes for two hours yeah. and however long minutes it, this it, thing it is. It made me think of a lot like Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Where, Ted, where Sam Raimi really wanted to do the Sandman and the studio said, no, you also have to put in Venom. Venom has to be in this. Yeah. And they also went, okay, but you also have to put in Cheetah. Yeah. Where, if this, like I said, if this film had just been about her and Cheetah, yeah, fucking take Steve Trevor out. Here's a person you, you set up their friendship, you make them like one another. Mm -hmm. She can still find the stupid fucking wishing stone. Yep, but it doesn't make it a world changing wishing stone, where all of a sudden Max Lord's going on fucking TV and everybody's wish is getting granted, and it turns the world into a hellscape. Yeah, but that's okay because he can still find his fucking wandering son in DC without issue. Yeah, which. Anyone who's ever been in D.C., the chances of you finding one fucking person in D.C., especially, like, a 10-year-old child wandering around. It's... Yeah. They're just... Yeah, it he is, did, he it didn't is, need to have a son. It's one big eye roll. Yeah. The whole movie. Yeah. It was just one of the worst <laughs> written blockbuster films I've ever seen. Yeah, like, it just doesn't... It does. It feels like this was... Four different people's first draft. Yeah. And, like, they were all accepted. Yeah. And people were like, well, no, wait, we weren't done. Yeah, I mean, this is up there with Green Lantern as we're just throwing everything into this we can. We're going to yeah. overload it with villains because, like, the Hector Hammond character didn't need to be in that fucking movie. Right. You could have either gone with him or Sinestro, but going with both was stupid. Um, going with both and at the same time kind of neither. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what they did. <laughs> And that, yeah, and that—that that is that's very neither, much what this neither is. Neither of these villains were characters; they were no. caricatures. 
they were, and they were also they were they were scenes. Yeah. Like, well, there's going to be a scene of Wonder Woman with the with the with all the armor on that she's been talking up this whole time, and she can't very well be fighting Max. That so she sheds off and almost again, immediately looks terrible. Looks terrible. Yeah. On screen. Yeah, and also uh, for all the talk, gets torn to shreds pretty fucking quickly yeah, by Cheetah. Yeah. So. Yeah, this, this is the armor that held off like an entire army, but yet the super cat is taking it down. Although she did look better CGI than the cats and cats. I'll give her that. Yeah. But again, uh, but still. not much different. No. Um, um, and again, you'd already given her a costume change where she just kind of looks like an 80s punk, yep. which I was fine with. Yep. I don't need Cheetah to look like a fucking Cheetah. No. Uh, but again, why would she call herself fucking Cheetah other than she likes Diana's shoes? I know. There needed to be... The... Because it's like even her main job, she's like, oh, well, I'm also a zoo- cryptozoologist. Yeah. But mainly this is what I do. But I'm also, why not just make make her a fucking cryptozoologist all the way who still works at the Smithsonian? I like the fact that Diana worked for the Smithsonian. I don't like the fact that she's hung up on Steve Trevor 70 Se- fucking yeah. years later. Yeah, that was. That's, that's pathological at that point. Right. Right. Like, I think, you think it's weird when like 40 year olds are hung up on their. High school sweetheart, like. Uh, well, I did just get engaged shit. to one of mine, so I that can't is, say much. But that's different. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't spent the last twenty-five yeah, years pining, pining and just have, holding a picture of her, like. Yeah, I don't I did, know. Maybe did, you have no, been. I did not have a picture of Andrea in my wallet right, for twenty-five like, years. Jesus. And again, that's twenty-five, not seventy. And also, she hasn't been dead this whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> like, if if you had been pining these last years, at least there was a chance. It didn't, I get it. But. It didn't require a body swap <laughs> or a wish from a magical rock. Yep. Uh, it, it, yeah. Like, every... It's also one of the reasons I could never make anything great like this. But I would have said no to all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at every step of the of, of the of the way from from pre-production on, like I couldn't have made this movie. I mean, I couldn't have anyway because I don't have the ability, talent, or, uh, or 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 access. But like I would have been like, and I know you have to take chances and whatnot. But like I would have said no to all of yeah. this. I'd have been like, no, let's think of something better. But again, than this. you've got the stories to use. Like, yeah, that's the whole, book- the whole Max Lord thing. He was kind of annoying when he was in the Bo- the Boston Justice League International. Yeah, because he was just <clears throat> an '80s huckster kind of right. guy, which I thought they were going to do. I did too. Especially why was he on TV? I don't know. At the beginning, why? I thought he was going to be like a Tony Robbins type of character or something. He yeah. wasn't. Yeah, uh, I got, you get the, it's not quite infomercial level, but no, like. But he's practically an investment banker. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, um, but one of the best storylines revolved around Infinite Crisis, and they could have saved him. It's, sorry, it's like in uh, Batman Forever when the circus is on the news. Yeah. Everyone's watching the circus on the news. Like, why is the circus <laughs> on TV? Yeah. It's the same thing with this. Like, yeah. why is he on TV? Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's not like there were a lot of channels in the eighties. It's not like nowadays right. where someone can get their own fucking channel. Yeah, probably. like it's it's. This is for exposition yeah. only. Yeah. This is only for us, which is dumb. But I mean, you could have saved Max Lord for like a big DC event because his most famous yeah. thing 
is he possesses Superman and okay. causes su- and basically tells Wonder Woman, I'm going to use him to murder everyone. Huh. And then Wonder Woman snapped. Like, she gets him with a lasso. It's like, would you really do that? And he's like, I'm going to do that right now. At which point she snaps his fucking neck on TV. Because he had, because he was a spy, had cameras everywhere. Yeah. So it then gets broadcast to the world that Wonder Woman kills this guy who most people think is just a businessman. Snaps his fucking neck. See, that's interesting. And it leads to a <laughs> rift between Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman because they don't kill. Right. And she goes, I'm a fucking warrior. This is what I do. I'm okay with it. Fuck yourself. Although in the DC cinematic universe, yeah, Superman would have been like, eh, I'm down for neck snapping every now and then. Yeah. But you could have saved Max Lord for something more interesting than this. There's, there's really... You could have set him up as a big bad in the DCU because he's controlling everything people don't know he's controlling. Yeah. Because he's in charge of a charge of checkmate. Now, uh, the problem with that is it's basically that's Lex Luthor. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, but again, Wonder Woman doesn't have a Lex Luthor. No. <laughs> um, but you could have you could have had her kill him, especially considering he wanted to be on TV all the fucking time. Yeah. She snaps his neck on TV. That changes things for the next movie. There's because so, people probably don't know he's a villain. There's so little. Uh, I know there's a lot of things that go into making movies, but like when you have, we've talked about this a gazillion times. When you have, in a lot of ca- some of these cases, seventy five years of stories, and really, to be fair, really only like thirty years yeah. of like really makeable. Mm-hmm. From eighty six on, though, there's a lot your, of good stories. For yeah, me. that's what there's I'm saying. Like the last just like thirty years. And you, two, your and, work you two, is, and you have two hundred million to make it. Right, half your work is done. Yeah, like you don't even have to come up with a good story. And they're there. And I noticed this in the writing credits. Jeff Johns was listed as one of the writers. Yes, I'm worrying if he can only write comics because every movie he's been involved with as a primary one of the writers or has sucked. Do you think that he is a air quotes writer in the same way that a lot of people are air quotes uh, producers? Uh, <sighs> Is there I, is there I'm a fucking hoping so? Is there because like in in movie credits, uh, if you were an actual producer, you're listed as a, as PGA. Mm-hmm. Is there a? There's no comp for writing, right? For as far as a notation in credits, no. It's like just either story by or yeah, because sometimes you see people listed as writers because they wrote the source material. Mm-hmm. Or some of the source material. So did he... Is he just getting credit for an idea that was taken from... Uh, or, or did he oversee oh, he got, part of the screenplay? he got a screenplay credit. Right. Like so with what Aquaman... Is, what does that mean? With Aquaman, he only got a story by. Yeah. But with Wonder Woman... Because he got, it's he, basically the first yeah. run of... Yeah. Yes. But with Wonder Woman, which he hasn't written... Right. ...as a series in the comics, he got both a story by and a screenplay by. I know he's DC's golden boy when it comes to a lot of this shit. Someone should have told him. I mean, and he's like a chief creative officer. Yeah. People don't tell him no. Right. Someone should have on this. Someone should have said, this isn't going to make... And even Andrea, who is not steeped in the lore of DC Comics and isn't going to hate the same nitpicky shit I hate, who loved 
the first Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Was like, this sucks. Yeah. Well, like, Robin... Tw- like, 20 minutes <clears throat> into the movie, she's like, this isn't good. Yeah. Robin, uh... I don't know if I mentioned. I don't know. We haven't we haven't talked since it came out. Have we talked since it came out? Have we talked no. since I've seen it? No. Okay. Uh, I it was I was very I've I've never loved her more uh, <laughs> because I think like ten years ago she would not have said this, mm-hmm. but like twenty minutes into it, not even twenty minutes into it, she just goes. Is this the same director? Yeah. And I was like, I know. Like, mm-hmm. she would not have made that observation years ago. Uh, Andrea asked the same question. And, but like, it was, it was like, she's right. Like, this does not at all feel like the same person is making this that made the last one. Like, it's just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't. Again, I. I would have said no to everything. Mm-hmm. Like every every everything. <laughs> I just would have been like, no, we got to do better than this. There has to be a better explanation for this. There's got to be a better reason that we're doing this. That it's 1984. There's just over and over and over again. I would have just been saying no, and we need to do better. Uh, and on the Jeff Johns thing. He is responsible for not all of it, but he's responsible for making Green Lantern and Flash awesome again. Yeah. Almost single-handedly. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, he's the reason that the rest of the spectrum was kind of... Oh, yeah. He, he created that. Genius. Yeah. And makes it such an interesting... And it makes it, makes it an interesting world and better for DC and everyone... Here's the next 50 years of stories yep. to go to town. Mm-hmm. He's the reason that uh, the Green Lantern animated series is is what it is, because without him, the Red Lanterns don't exist, and that series is awesome. Yeah, and each, other than Orange, each Lantern Corps has multiple characters. Right. You know, that can be told stories. Right? Isn't there only one black? Well, there's the Black Hand, but he turns everybody. Oh yeah, I get into yeah. Black Lanterns, which again, and he's also responsible for two of the best crossovers comic wise in a long time. Yeah, Infinite Crisis and Blackest Night. Blackest Night. Um, um, his stuff was always good. His his run on JSA was phenomenal. His he reinvigorated Hawkman. Still didn't catch on the way Green Lantern did, but it's still good. Um, I am now actively watching Star Girl. Yeah, it's not great, but. And he's the creator of that character. Yeah. Uh, and the show. After his sister, sister. right? Yeah. Um, the show, just to segue quickly, it's got all of the uh, trappings of CW stuff, like the terrible costumes and stuff like yeah. that. Luke Wilson really kind of holds it together, though. <laughs> uh, and and I still find myself, because every time you go to HBO, it, it's, you know, it, it'll be like... Mm-hmm. Do you want to continue watching this? And I'm like, not really, but I'm gonna. Yeah, why not? Uh, so Robin and I watched an episode last night. I think I'm three or four episodes in. <laughs> the costumes are dumb. Yeah. Like, they're really dumb. Like, we're just getting... Uh, we're just getting into... There's 
clearly going to be a teen JSA that they oh, yeah. build. Uh, and it's going to be pretty bad. Oh, yeah. But I will say, uh, the, the thing that, uh, yes, this is what has kept me going, uh, or I'm, I'm in it now, is they fucking murder a kid in the third episode. Awesome. I didn't know that. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> they murder one of the high school kids. Mm. Uh, or the, the, the Frozone or whatever his name is, Icicle, uh, kills the magician's son. Nice. I was like, holy fuck, is this show going to murder a kid? And they do. Because there's a scene where uh, you see it's about to happen where he's constructed this, uh, he's made this bus stall on a fucking bridge and then he uh, does something to get the kid out of the bus and then another oncoming car, he fucking ices it into him. And it, like, starts, and you think, oh, my God, wait, so something's going to come in and save him or whatever. Uh-uh. Nope. nope. Fucking kid took a grill to the face. Uh, lights out. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this show now. Yeah. There's only one season, right? And then it's it. That's so, it. So far. They're not going to make another one. Are they? Jeff Johns, is he a... Uh, uh, oh, actually, I don't know if he is now after the restructuring. I'm wondering. Because DC fired, like, two-thirds of their people. Yeah. I, well, and, I was thinking that, like, this is, like, that this is probably it. Ever since they've done that, shit has gone wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, they're they're putting out, like, a, a, a collection Ooh. of Blackest Night hardcovers. Like, like a 10-volume like set that includes fucking everything. They fucking used terrible glue and had to recall them all. What? Where, and they're, like, $500 sets. Those are, those are mistakes you can't make. Yeah. And then they just put out a trade of the Underworld Unleashed crossover, which I actually want to read. But in the Underworld Unleashed, there's a gimmick that there was like a fluorescent green color used that was like a glow in the dark for the yeah. comics. They couldn't redo that for the trades somehow, so they just omitted the color completely. So there and a... sold all the remaining ink to Matt McConaughey, probably. <laughs> But yeah, in the comic, you look at the page, and like instead of this bright fluorescent green, it's white. Huh. Even though the characters in the comic are talking about the strange green color. Hey, did you want to watch Wonder Woman 84 again? It's only available till January 24th on HBO. I'm good. You're good, okay. What are they, what are they doing with it after that? I don't know. I bet they're changing their mind. <laughs> I, I don't know. I bet they're going to go... Let's just put it right back on. Well, see, it's a weird, it's a weird, uh, especially with WB slash HBO's big 2021 plans, it's unfortunate that their tentpole to kind of kick this off was such a shit movie. Mm-hmm. And because I bet they were, I don't know, I, sorry that we're back on Wonder Woman, but did, at some point, the head honchos at WB watched Wonder Woman 84 and they had to have all been just like fuck yeah well it's funny because um like really one of the podcasts I listened to the top 10 they're big nerds and they were talking uh John Roca made the comment he's like when they first announced it was going to come out he's like are they ditching this yeah yeah he's like that's my first word and then they were like no that can't be the first one was so good there's no way it's going to be they're like we don't expect it to be demonstrably better get to the fucking episodes. But they're like, maybe it'll be, you know, maybe it might be a little bit worse, but there's no way they're just ditching this. And I'm like, nope. Seems like that's exactly what they did. They knew, okay, we don't even have a theater to put this in right now, but other is than that, overseas. 
So, but I don't think that's what it was, though. I don't think that's what it was initially. Mm. Do you? I think initially it was like, look, we need, we're gonna, we're gonna do this for 2021. Yep. This whole putting everything on mm-hmm. HBO. We need to let people know that this is a good idea. So here's Wonder Woman 84. We're gonna put our tent yep. pole right up front and center. Yep. I that was the I, idea. I think that was the idea. I don't think this was a ditch job. At least. Not originally. It should burn. It should no. That's the thing. By yes. far. Should. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way yeah. we should frame this. It should have been a ditch. This job. should have not I been your first step forward. I don't think it was. I because again, I think a lot of this also because of another Warner Bros. A lot of this I think had to do with the fact that Tenant did horribly because they forced that. In yes, theaters. but theaters through no fault of its yeah, own. But theaters reopened to play Tenant. Yeah. and no one fucking came. Right. So I think they went, okay, we just lost $200 million on Tenet. Right. Where, same thing will happen for Wonder Woman, so let's turn this into a positive. Yeah. And they did not pick a good movie to turn that into a positive with. They no, should have done it, that with Tenet, but Nolan would have never allowed it. No, no, because for all of Nolan's genius, he's also a douchebag. Bit of a twat, yeah. Uh, that's an excellent usage of twat, considering he's, also, he's British. He's British, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to... That's how he'll be referred to from now on. Yeah. Uh, douche is if you're an American. Yeah. Uh, Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> um, douche is more for McGee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can be... No, I can think of... We can Michael think Bay. Of, Michael Bay is a douche. Yes, but you can also be prestigious douche. I'll, we'll come up with one. Okay. Uh, but... <laughs> but yeah, if you're British this, and prestigious, you're a twat. I would have bought this as a... Um, as a ditch if there weren't the whole 2021 plan behind it. Yeah. I think they... Not, not just from their theatrical releases. Right. But they're talking like DC shows now. Right. They're trying to out-Marvel Marvel. Yes. With these announced DC shows. They kind of have to. I don't think I, we're going to see half of them. Oh, I don't either. I think it's just going to be like what they've tried to do theatrically. Yeah. Where they keep shooting themselves in the fucking Flash book. movies coming any day now. Uh-huh. I mean, they can't even get the cyborg to fucking speak to him anymore. <laughs> they, can't get, they can't even get cyborg on the phone, and that motherfucker's connected to everything. <laughs> well, that's uh, the thing. He is theatrically. He's like the linchpin of what they wanted to do, and they botched everything so badly with him. Because I mean, I, I, Josh Whedon sounds like an insufferable prick. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I don't have any. Doubt. Does he sound like a douche? He, he might be. <laughs> Uh, um, I have no doubt that fucking the guy who plays Cyborg probably felt marginalized on that set. Yeah. Um, he's the lowest star on that totem pole. But, but they made al- it. But I can also picture Whedon just acting like he doesn't. He didn't fucking exist. But they centered the movie around yeah. him. And if also, he's your one black actor on the show. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Even it, if he is which, a marginal character. Don't treat him like a marginalized human. Which makes it bizarre that they centered the movie around him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. then why did you do that? Well, that's the thing, though. Whedon didn't. Yeah. Whedon tried to change all that shit. Yeah. Um, and again, we'll I know... find they, out in the Snyder Cut. They did an investigation and all that, and Whedon recently left an HBO project that he had shepherded. They, he, he stepped away to spend time with family. Okay. Off a show he created. Doesn't his wife hate him? <laughs> her, yes, his wife does hate him. Because <laughs> it turns out he was cheating on her for decades. So, like, 
know, <laughs> with young girls. You do you, Mr. Joss. And again, for someone who was a Mr. Feminism, yeah. not a good look. No. That you spent all this time cheating on your wife with young co-stars of your shows that, right. you, that you were in charge of. That you were the, their, yeah. their boss. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a good look, dude. Um, but yeah, DC, he, he has basically said, I can't remember the, the, the name of the guy who is in charge right now of DC Films. But the guy who plays Cyborg was like, as long as he's in charge, I'm not making another fucking movie with you. Yeah. Which, again, it's Cyborg. You can fucking recast him and the world will move on. Right. But from someone who... You can recast... Frankly, you can recast just about anyone yeah. and the world will move on. But if on. you're trying to start a DC Universe type of movie films, and so far, the, the who's supposed to be the lead of JLA won't work with you. Right. Um, other actors have come out with with problems. Ben Affleck fucking walked away. Yeah. And he was a linchpin of for you. Henry Cavill didn't go back to work on Snyder Cut reshoots. I think he's probably fucking done. Well, I mean, he, I, I mean, the he got made to look like a fool with those fucking, the mustache. Yeah. As, as an actor, you don't want your work known for they had to digitally remove your fucking mustache. Yeah. I, I wonder how, we'll probably never really know, um, how? Because he had no. It, it, it must have been a, a, a weird feeling for him because he had no say. Yeah. Like, again, you have to weigh the like. It, it's got to be a weird feeling that like I have to look stupid. I'm not allowed to shave. Yeah. So I have to look stupid as Superman. Yeah. That must have been yeah. a weird uh, yeah. time for him. Meanwhile. Because he, who would, who would he, he had to have been furious, but it's one of those situations where you don't even know who to be mad at. Yeah. Like, who can I be mad at <laughs> other than all of you motherfuckers? Yeah, exactly. And then you look over at the Marvel Universe, yeah. where all those guys look like they're having the best fucking time on the and planet. And just fucking printing money. Printing money! <laughs> it, it, it really is, you know, it really is something. Because even the ones that are walking away, like Chris Evans is like, I was in like seven fucking movies. Yeah. And now I'm walking away... With my Captain America money, right? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they can't. Fi- Ezra Miller's like, "Am I still the Flash? What's yeah. happening?" I it's... was in one and a half movies, kind of, sorta. And playing Ezra Miller, yeah, not playing Barry Allen. Barry Allen, no. And again, a weird fucking choice because he's playing more of a Wally West. Yes. <laughs> It's so weird. Like, DC, the DC choices are like... Have you guys not read this stuff? Have you not watched the animated series? Yeah. Have you... Yeah. And you chose Momoa for Aquaman. Aquaman is not a bro. No. And I know... And I get that Momoa is an actor and could play more than a bro. Yeah. But guess what they have him do? Aquaman is an asshole. Yeah. That's his big thing. No one on the JSA... I mean, the JLA really likes him. Because he's like, I'm king of the fucking 76% right. of the world. Fuck right. you, land lovers. But they don't do that at all in this one, really. It's it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. At, like, well, your point to the, to the Wally West thing, it's like they watched... It's like Ezra Miller watched one episode of Justice League Unlimited and assumed that that's what they were supposed to go at. Well, but that's Wally West. Not, not to bring the, the Green Lantern movie back up again, but they had Ryan Reynolds essentially playing Kyle Rayner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Hal Jordan. Right. Because, again, Hal Jordan is a stick in the mud. Yes. He's not a 
he's not he's fat. A, he's a space cop. Yeah. And is kind of, has that kind of cop mentality. Yeah. Not the irreverence that Ryan Reynolds is going to bring to the role. If you want to have him as Kyle Rayner, perfect. Knock yourself I out. Been, I would have been 100% behind that, but nope. Yeah. Yeah, they they have got yes, they've got a they have a history now of having their characters, having their actors playing the wrong version of characters. Yeah. Like Ben Affleck is Batman. You don't he's your older Batman. If you're casting a new universe type of thing, yeah. you want a younger Batman. You should have gone with Robert Pattinson then. Yeah. Type of thing. Not cast the Batman that you're going to need to recast in two more years because Ben Affleck's not going to be up to playing it. Man, I hope the Batman is good. I'm. I, I think it still, will be, I'm, but again, it will have nothing to do with right. anything else. And that's fine. I'm fine yeah. with that. And I think that's the way... I, I'd like to think that that's the way that they're leaning, especially yeah. with the success of yeah. Joker. Because at least with Wonder Woman 84, there weren't any other fucking... Justice League. Yeah, it didn't feel like a commercial for the next movie. Which, again, would have been possible. I want to know, how does Batman not know she exists? Right. Because that shit would have been all over the news. Yeah. And Bruce is a smart person. And it's also not, uh, it's not Pattinson, so uh, you've got a a Batman who would have definitely been... He would have been our age. He would have, yeah, he would have been 12 or 10 or whatever. Again, DC just keeps continually shooting themselves in the foot at every opportunity. Stargirl has 13 episodes, so. Yeah. They're long, though. Like, yeah. I thought it was a 30-minute show. It is not. No. It is an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stargirl's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so long story short, uh, fucking DC. <laughs> I was so... Fucking DC. I was so fucking DC... Uh, from the, I'm not, look. I'm not expecting Star Girl to be good. Uh, it is what it, it's a CW show, yeah. basically. Um, That's the thing they have going for them, DC. Yeah, the CW shows, and those are starting to pretty much run their course. Oh, I, 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 I bet Flash is bananas at this point. Like <laughs> yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the first couple seasons of Flash are really good. The season two, I think, of Flash is is really good. Yeah. Um, well, much like Lantern, like season three and four were really good. Uh. So I started, I beca- I had to wash the 84 and all the bad uh, DC stuff out of my mouth and watched a couple episodes of Batman the Animated Series the other day. Uh, and also, uh, I will say, though, that uh, that movie right there, The Superman Man of Tomorrow, is pretty good. Um, DC does good work with their animated It's films. really, it's, they should, I know they won't, obviously. because. It's cheaper. Yeah. You'll be happier for it. You're you're doing good work. You there. won't make the billion dollar movies that Marvel's making, but no. then again, you aren't anyway. <laughs> right. Although you know what, they are because they're making that Aquaman money. Aquaman did make a billion. Yeah. So did don't, Justice League. Don't know why. Uh, but again, how c- there's going to be Marvel movies increased. Yeah. In their box office from like Thor 1 to Thor 2 to Thor 3 there was an increase yeah Iron Man 1 to 2 to 3 there was an increase um, so that one like Avengers makes 2 billion you're like that makes sense because yeah. every one of their films has basically gotten bigger with each successive film yeah DC does not do that they actually go the other direction right um, but the, yeah you, you and can't it, tell me Aquaman 2 is going to make a billion dollars after Aquaman 1 I'm sorry it, it shouldn't <laughs> the first one shouldn't no, the, the first one shouldn't have either. 
shirtless Momoa. Yeah. He, he brings in the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, he sure does. What else we got? Anything? Um, I'll go through my TV list real quick. Do it. Uh, a lot of shit I didn't watch this year, but uh, number nine, Tiger King. I couldn't do it. Number eight, The Outsider. Number seven, Space Force. Uh, number six, one I had completely forgotten about until I started making the list, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. That was actually a really good oh, little yeah. documentary. Yeah. Uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Love oh, Ca- yeah. Lovecraft Country. The Last How Dance. How far into Lovecraft Country are you? Five episodes. Yeah. Uh, the Last Dance. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah. Um, even though just season six came out this year, I had only watched up to season two prior. Yeah. So Andrea and I blitzed through those. Are you all, are you? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, so is Robin. Oh, so good. So <laughs> I, I, she passed me somewhere. She, I was, just wasn't able to keep up at, uh, somewhere in season three or four. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really good show. Yeah, we blitzed through that. Now we're on to the good place. Because she hasn't seen any of that. So we, really? we're just starting season two uh, now. Um, and then uh, number one was You've Hawk. seen it all the way through though, no, right? I have not, still not seen the last season. How many seasons are there? Four. Four? Yeah. It's um, good. That's a good show. Yeah. And it's easy to get through because it's 25-minute episodes, right. 12 to 13 a season. Right. And we're going to blow it through it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yep. Which a lot of people did not like because it's not as scary as Haunting of Hill House. But again, it's not meant to be. It's a different story. It's a, it's, it's a different type of haunting than the first one is. Not all hauntings are boo ghosts. <laughs> Even though this one does have some boo ghosts. It's not, <laughs> it's not. It's not quite. Um, and then for video games, um, I completed Skyrim, beginning to end. Uh, Last of Us Two. Far- I still haven't finished it. Far Cry Five. You finished Far Cry Five? Yes. Awesome. That was a hell of an ending. Was not <laughs> expecting <laughs> nuclear annihilation, and you're stuck it. But don't all of those kind of tie together? The Far Cries? No. Oh, okay. No. I'm like, there's a Far Cry 6 coming out. Yeah, no, they're not related in any way. I get it takes way. place in a different country. Yeah, they're not related in any way. Each, okay. one is, each one is self-contained. But there are, uh, like, there's a very good... I almost think it's... If there's one thing I didn't like about the Far Cry ending, it's usually when a game ends, you can go back out and complete other missions. Yeah. And it seems okay. Like, Skyrim, everything happens. You can go complete other missions yeah. or whatever. When the ending of the game is there is a nuclear bomb that goes off and you're stuck in a bunker now with the person you were there to kill, right. bring in, going back out into the world and everything's back to normal yeah, is weird. Does me. it s- <clears throat> set it back? Like it's... It's before you complete the last mission. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, a lot yeah. of games do that. A lot if of games all of a sudden, are... at the end of the game, you go to complete your last missions and you go out and everything's a fucking wasteland, yeah. I would have been like, oh, that's a twist. Yeah. But it's um, not. There is this. This New takes dog. place yeah. after. This is an epilogue to. It's the same exact map, ah. only it's years later. Interesting. Okay, I'll uh, have to pick that up. Yeah. Then. Um, it can be found for little to no. Yeah, and then uh, I picked up Assassin's. I, I played through Assassin's Creed Origins. Yep. Um, what did I just buy? Oh, I bought uh, the PS Plus sale. Uh, Jedi uh, Fallen. Oh, yeah, Fallen yeah. Fallen Knight, is that what it's called? Yeah, Fallen Jedi. Fallen Jedi. Je- no. Yeah, they had that on sale for like 20, 29 bucks for like the full... Everything. Everything, so I picked that up to play. 
And I'll be picking up Miles Morales at some point as well. Uh, wow. I, I it, went on that run of collecting... Is it possible collecting... to pull me up? Because I feel like I missed a game. Yeah. Um, and my trophies will tell me. I went on that run of uh, completing Platinums this mm-hmm. summer, and that's what really most of my gaming was. You are 7% through Bow and Order. Uh, I'm probably further through the story, but yeah, 7% of the trophies. It's... Yeah, I wanted something that I could just play. Yeah. The the thing that um, I... The, my issue with going back to Fallen Order... That's what it's called, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, my issue going back to it is... I don't really care for the, the actor playing the lead. And... Um, I didn't do a good enough... Jo- I didn't spend enough time with... Because uh, you were always learning new abilities and stuff... I know I'm at a point in the story where I know a lot of them, but I can't remember how to use any of them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now I'm going to have to relearn everything. And it just keeps me from going back. Um, there's also more uh, um, like platforming in it than I like. And it's not a game that's designed to do that, so it's a little clunky. Yeah. Um, so it can be frustrating at times. It's still a Star Wars game. Yeah, I'll probably end up picking up Squadrons, too, just because I always liked playing yeah. X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Yeah, I heard that's fine. It's, yeah. It's not, like, uh, super deep or anything yeah, like that. It's, it's dogfighting. I'm done with that. Um, yeah, so my major gaming accomplishments were uh, cleaning up all these, but I finally got The Last of Us Platinum, which is a pretty good one. Uh, the Far Cry 3. See, if, if you can get the Far Cry 3 Classic Edition for, like, five bucks, that's awesome. Yeah. Play it. Um... Batman Enemy Within Platinum, Skyrim Platinum. It's 1100 yeah, I can't Skyrim Platinum. I mean, I can't Platinum Skyrim because I cannot find where I had that one uh, Daedric thing. Yeah, that's the one I that's... have a helmet. I know I fucking had it. I yeah. wore it for a while. And now it's like, oh, you've never gotten that. And I'm like, I don't... Like, I can't go back and do that mission. I mean, I, so I, I platinum the main game, and then yeah. uh, for the DLC, the only trophies I have left in the whole thing are to the acquiring the werewolf and vampire perks, and I just, yeah, I'll just I never... Yeah, I played through those. I'll just never do it. I probably won't either. Um, but yeah, that's the one trophy I have left in, like, main Skyrim. I'm pretty... I, there might be one sucks. other one, but now that I'm like, well, if yeah. I can't get that one, I'm not going to There's gonna no go point in getting the other one. one. Right, yeah. No, I've done that several <laughs> times. Um... I started Valhalla, but, like, mm. I just can't get into it. Oh, plus after you told me that it makes your PS4 sound like a fucking... Holy like it's going to take off. Although, at this point, this one, pretty much every game does that yeah. to it. Um, I was going to go to your trophies, right? Oops. Uh, but, yeah, for TV, while I'm bringing this up, um, a lot of the same ones you said and uh, the John Adams series yeah. from, like, 2008 or whatever <laughs> it was. Holy shit, that was good. Uh, where are you? There you are. Um, can I just go like this? I'm sure this is riveting. If you're still with us at the two hour and six minute. Point. There we go. There's me. Uh, yeah, we can go over to. Oh, whoops. Go, just go to games. Won't that show me what I've played? Yeah. Far Cry. I have not played Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I downloaded it. The show Uncharted. I have not played recently. Death Stranding I completed last year. Yeah, so those are all last year games. Yeah. Okay, so I was right on the ones I've completed this year. Okay. I've also, I guess I can say I completed the show, because I did two careers, but... 
Oh, if we're counting that, like, I don't see, I don't even count, I play a shit ton of Madden, um, but I don't even count that as gaming, because a lot of times Madden is what I'm doing while I'm listening to my podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'm likely going to get... I'm barely paying attention yeah. to it. I'm likely going to get the newest Madden, or tw- 20, or whatever, when the, or when the new one comes out next year. The new, the next Madden, will, it comes out in August. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, this one will be cheaper before then, so. Once oh, this yeah. one gets down to, like, 20 bucks, I'll probably pick it oh, up. Oh, it probably already is. Okay. It might already be. Uh, it's 2026 in my thing. Um, there. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. And he's a 99. Has, oh, my God, yeah. I feel like this one has been easier to, to level people up, especially the skill position guys. Mm-hmm. Um so you could hear the, oh yeah, hear it's, it. You can hear it start to off. start to spin up a little bit. Uh, the funny thing about this is, at this point, Jalen Hurts is making. Jesus, look at his rankings. Is uh, his cap hit in twenty twenty eight will be forty five point eight million dollars. Holy shit! So, I'm starting to run into a little bit of cap trouble, but that's okay. I like uh, that you can do that easy. I tried doing that with MLB twenty twenty, and it they just did not have the dynamics down well. This isn't. I I would. I want it to be better. Listen to my fucking PlayStation. I got I to gotta get out of here. I hear you. Spinning <laughs> up like you're about to fucking take off. Yeah, I keep expecting it to shoot out the disc yeah. at any minute <laughs> It's just going to fucking levitate off the table. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually... I was thinking about it... Uh, a lot of times when we get new stuff in the living room, it's kind of like me getting a new chair means you get a new chair. Yeah. Uh, I bought a new, it's not here yet, but I bought a new speaker system for upstairs, which means I'll get the upstairs one mm-hmm. down here, which really, this one's pretty good, but that one has a subwoofer. Yeah. Um, same thing for, um, I'm not like super, I've talked about it before, antsy about getting a PS5, except that when I get a PS5, I'll get the Pro down here. There you go. Which will be a bigger improvement, I feel yeah. like, even than going from a next generation up there. But, uh, yeah, because I was like, I was, I was trying to, when I was downloading the Star Wars game, it was a big fucking file. Yeah. And I'm like, why isn't it connecting to the 5G? Why isn't it connecting to the 5G? Oh, yeah, it's not a pro. Right. <laughs> it yeah. can only connect to the 2G, which means, oh, yeah, it's going to take hours to download yeah. that game. It, uh, yeah, downloads still take forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it took 16 hours or some shit yeah. to download that game. Yeah. And I could only download it at night because otherwise it's like, yeah, because the two G, the five G, again, it's great for speed, but it doesn't come in as well upstairs. Yeah. So it's like we the two, but the two G does. So it's like if we're streaming something in bed at night, it's on. We're on the two G. So it's like okay, I can only, <laughs> I can only download this game when we're not doing anything. Right. <laughs> or else it just slows everything down. I'm also, I will wait uh, for PS5 before I play the Miles Morales thing, too. That's, I've heard it's it's still playable. It's still oh, yeah. pretty good for the phone. Oh, yeah, I'm, sh- but I'm like, sure. But, yeah, like, I'm not going to. It's not a cyberpunk situation. No, but, like, I'm even not going to pick up Valhalla. I'll wait yeah. for that. Uh, I and I'm, I'm kind of doing that, too. Uh, like, that's kind of why I haven't jumped full into Valhalla, is that I'll just. Because, uh, again, the beauty of, of and the, the reason I'm fine waiting is that my PS4 version of Valhalla becomes a yeah. PS5 version as soon as 
Uh, it's not just a backwards compatible type thing. And, like, I got Liam, uh, my nephew Liam, I got him Valhalla for Christmas. I got him the PS4 version, and he ended up getting a PS5 for Christmas. Saved you ten bucks, though. Well, <laughs> that's right, it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, um, I was safe getting that because, you know, we didn't know if he was going to get a PS5 yeah. or not because they're hard to come by. Well, that's pretty much for everyone this yeah. year. So, like, but it's future-proof. So, like, yeah. if you don't get one, fine. You still have the game. If you do, you have the PS5 version. Yeah, I'll probably um, get a 5 next Christmas. Yeah. Because right, um, even Andrew's like, do you want a five right now? I'm like, no. Like, let it be out for a year. Let him get. Bugs I'll wait till it's systems. available. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't need you waiting on fucking line for right. an hour. To I'm see not going to knock available. myself out. Yeah. Don't do that. Because uh, <laughs> this is the first time she's really fallen into nerd culture. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And she's like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Oh yeah. She's like, everyone wants one. No one can get one. Why? Yeah. I'm like, nerds. I'm like. This is how it is with everything we do. Yeah. Everything is fucking... All nerd shit has to be limited edition that you have to fucking be online at 2.01 right. or you're not fucking getting it. Right. But then you... Well, once you mix nerd stuff, that aspect of it, to the Christmas Cabbage Patch doll yep. uh, kind of thing, then yeah, it just becomes impossible. And I'm not gonna... I'm, I'm just not willing to fight... Yeah. Uh, and and wrap my you know get myself wrapped up in in trying to get it. So <laughs> when they're when they're readily available, I will get one, uh, and then that's when I'll play Miles Morales. Because uh-huh. uh, I also I feel like I want to I probably won't, but I want to replay Spider Man because mm-hmm. it's it's there they have enhanced it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's PS5. actually one of the bundles you can get right. on the store. Um, something else just came out which I already on, own so one of the free games for PS Plus this month is something I really wanted to play too shit um, I know the shark game is out the January Man Eater or whatever but that's apparently a, up for PS5 only the well it, even if it is just put it in your library yeah and you'll own it um, when it comes out the ones for December one of them I remember was something I really wanted to play. It was Just Cause 4 and Rocket Arena. And the January ones will be on there on Tuesday. I don't even know what the January ones I are. I will find out. But they'll be there. It's always it's the first Tuesday of the month. PS Plus, January 20 of 21. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That was the one I wanted, because oh. I don't have that yet. It's on that shelf right over there. I have not played it yet. <laughs> I bought it last year for, like, nine bucks on it. It was a Black Friday. Yep, they are Maneater, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Greedfall. Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, okay, whatever. Jesus, shit's happening above our heads. Uh, anything else this week? No. Okay. Uh, we'll be back at some point. Well, we did ourselves two hours oh, and yeah, 15. Pretty damn good. All right. Bye. Till next time. Bye.